This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton-based airlines change flight rules in wake of Alps crash. Bedfordshire care home boss to be sentenced and Cameron and Miliband both claim victory in first TV election debate. BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to Tuesday's plane crash in the French Alps. French officials say it was caused by the co-pilot Andreas Lubitz from Germany, who locked the captain out of the cockpit. German newspapers are reporting that Lubitz had a history of depression. The decision by the airlines to have two crew members in the cockpit at all times has been welcomed by experienced pilot Captain Finton Ryan. Aer Lingus and Ryanair, the two Irish airlines, uh, they do that anyway. I see two new airlines that said Norwegian Shuttle have uh, started doing it from tomorrow and also EasyJet. But I'm very surprised. Uh, apparently Lufthansa hadn't got this policy, but a number of other European airlines had. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. Mohamed Sarouk, whose company GA Properties ran Mepishal Care Home, pleaded guilty to the charges brought by the health and safety executive. More from Carol Abercrombie. The case was brought following the death of May Ward, who was 100 years old. An inquest heard she fell from the sling because two carers hadn't had proper training. Mohamed Zarouk has admitted breaching Section 3 of the Health and Safety at Work Act for failing to protect people in the workplace other than employees. A man will appear at Luton Crown Court today, charged with committing murder at a travellers' site in Buckinghamshire. 33-year-old Addie McAllister from Derbyshire is accused of killing Adam Fennelly from Dunstable in the village of Nash last week. A second man remains in custody. Two men from Luton have been charged with terror offences following an investigation by Scotland Yard officers. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson and 62-year-old Shah Jahan Khan are accused of inviting support for a banned organisation. Both have been bailed to appear in court next month. Both the Conservatives and Labour are claiming victory in last night's leaders' televised election programme. Jeremy Paxman and a studio audience questioned David Cameron and Ed Miliband, who appeared separately. More from Norman Smith. This was perhaps a much tougher experience than either man had expected. Mr Cameron's aides adamant the Prime Minister had triumphed by stressing the strength of the economy. Mr Miliband's aides insistent that the Labour leader had put in a much more aggressive and self-confident performance. Both men, though, faced a bruising time at the hands of Jeremy Paxman. Mr Cameron seemingly discomforted when challenged over food banks and zero-hours contracts. Ed Miliband, meanwhile, had to vehemently rebuff suggestions that he wasn't tough enough to be Prime Minister. In sport, world champion Lewis Hamilton suffered an engine failure in first practice for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix, whilst his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg was fastest. And ahead of tomorrow's trip to Northampton, Luton have signed Aston Villa left-back Lewis Kinsella on loan. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Man alive, that debate last night wasn't that fun. Wrong answer, it was boring, man. 15 minutes in, I thought, nah. I'm not going to bother. 
Instead, I took a load of night nurse, fell asleep and had a dream I was having a cocaine party. I know! Boring, guys! Coming up on the show today, I know not what. What's a hot spot not? <laughs> Kelly? Uh, spot. Kids these days, they don't know they're born. Of course they do! A little bit of existentialism first thing in the morning, huh? <sighs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. All the music comes from records today. Including these cheeky little monkeys. It's One Direction and Zayn Malik. Did you miss me when I was away? Did you hang my picture on your wall? 
Um, I was talking to Kelly. Yes. Hello, hello, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Hello, hello, it's good to be back. We did hang the picture. It was easier to aim the darts at it hey. on the wall. Mm. Hey, I see what you did there. Who was I qu- Which poet, which British poet was I quoting there, Kelly Betts? When you said which thing? The, the last things I've just been saying. Did you miss me when I was away? Did you, miss did you hang my picture on your wall? Did you miss me? I know you, did you miss me every single day? I know you didn't miss me at all. I know you didn't miss me at all. Don't tell her. Which British poet am I quoting there? Goldie Horn. Gareth Glitter. Gareth Glitter. Oh, it's close. Very, very close. Very close indeed. <laughs> I was mouthing, How were you miming? I was mouthing Gareth no, Glitter. No, I wasn't. I was. I got it wrong. Uh, the reason she said Goldie Horn is because I was saying Noddy Holder. <laughs> Do you know why Noddy Holder's called Noddy Holder? Please tell us. It's slang for a condom. Oh. Did you not know that? Did you not know he that? He didn't tell me that. No. No. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, why would he want to be called that? Well, who, who wouldn't want to be called Condom? He's a funny guy. Lots of people. My nickname at school was French Letters. Was it? <laughs> no. That'd be weird. It's school. Nah. Morning, guys. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, the managing director of a care home company is due to be sentenced today. Do we sound a bit weird, by the way, Kelly? It sounds weird in my ears. Yeah. Can you fix that? Yes. Okay, great. She stopped listening. That's how she fixed it. The managing director of a care home company due to be sentenced today after a 100-year-old woman, this is incredible, died Mm -hmm. following an incident at one of his facilities. May Ward fell from a sling. I know these slings. My mother has to use them to get out of bed, and it's a hoist that goes over the bed, and you you kind of strap them in, you lift them up, and you move them either onto the toilet or onto their wheelchair or wherever. This happened at Meppishall Care Home five years ago. The two carers responsible have since left the country. Oh, right, that's nice. But GA's property boss, Mohamed Zarouk, pleaded guilty to the charges brought by the Health and Safety Executive. Catherine, remind us what happened here, please. Yeah, um, back in 2004, at her own request, May Ward was admitted to the Mepishaw Care Home at a cost of about £500 a week. Now, at that point, she was immobile, uh, she had dementia, and she, from time to time, became agitated. An inquest jury ruled that she was completely dependent on other people for her care. On the 27th of August 2010, so she'd been there for a while, she'd been there for six years she fell while being hoisted from her bed now it emerged that the two carers hadn't had the proper training she was in an agitated state and the health and safety inspectorate uh, inspector told Hatfield coroner's court that May should not have been moved in such a state now she fell from a height of around five feet because the leg supports hadn't been properly attached blimey if they had been she wouldn't in all likelihood have fallen now she suffered multiple injuries very nasty ones including a broken leg multiple skull fractures and an intercerebral hemorrhage and died in hospital the following day. In January 2013 the inquest jury recorded a verdict of accidental death. Now almost five years since her death the care home manager is being sentenced. Now the uh, the dodgepots, sorry, the carers that were responsible for this they've left the country have they? Well yeah but it appears that they they needn't have. Uh, the two carers, originally from China and Bulgaria, left the country following May's death and couldn't be called before a jury. At the time of the inquest, the family of May Ward say that um, uh, they, they, they would have been asked simply what had happened. Um, 
the family of Maywood say this is the justice system and perhaps it needs looking at with a number of foreign carers in this country. But if they could, if they would have asked them simply what happened, it seems they say that they're in a panic. Uh, they resorted to panic measures and the family hopes that changes to the way carers are trained can be brought about as a result of this case. Uh, what else is the family saying? Uh, John Ward, who is May's son and li lives in Stevenage, will be talking to you later on in the programme. He told us yesterday that nothing is being done to improve care homes and he's fuming. Um, as for the sentencing of the manager, John says he's not expecting miracles, saying he'll probably just get a small fine and a slapped wrist. He recalls having a meeting with Mr Zarouk after his mother died and said um, that the care home um, boss was eating his dinner and showed no respect at all. Blimey. The health and safety executive, what do they say? Mohammed Zarouk has admitted breaching section three of the health and safety at work act for failing to protect people in the workplace other than employees. NGA Projects Limited pleaded guilty to breaching sections three and 37 of the health and safety at work act um, 1974. At the time of the inquest, the coroner Edward Thomas said he would write to the Care Quality Commission urging vigilance in similar circumstances in similar homes. And you'll remember this because we had uh, a number of uh, staff members, and one in particular who was very upset from the Mepishaw Care Home. Um, it was closed in July 2013 following concerns raised by the Care Quality Commission during an inspection of, of the home. It's since reopened under new management, but you'll remember that we heard from um, one carer in particular who didn't work on the department that had um, been the root of these concerns, and she just felt that that they'd all been very uh, hard done by. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Let's have some of this. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby I've got control of your knobs. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, let's have a check on the uh, major routes first of all. The clockwise uh, M25 exit slip road at Junction 25, that is currently partially blocked off down to one lane because of a breakdown there. As for the uh, M1, looking good, can't see any problems at the moment. Uh, A414 looks to be fine. Uh, trains are looking good as well with no reported delays. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. 6.15, it's Friday the 27th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to the plane crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And both the Conservatives and Labour are claiming victory in last night's leader's televised election programme. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising in the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this? Show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. A girl went back to Napoli because she missed the scenery. The native dances and the charming songs But wait a minute, something's wrong Sigiliano, all you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with a hey, mambo. Don't want a tarantella, hey, mambo. No more the mozzarella, hey, mambo. Mambo Italiano, try an enchilada with the fish bacala. And then, hey, umba. I love how you dance a umba. But take some other advice, paisano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Did you get a happy in the feet? So when you mumbo Italiano Shake a baby, shake it Cause I love it when you take a me Cooking till you hey, mambo, mambo Italiano, hey, mambo, 
Whose aunt was that? George Clooney's. It's George Clooney's aunt singing that. George Clooney's aunt. George Clooney's aunt, Justin. As she says, uh, that's a nice. That's a nice. nice. I like it. Can we list the songs that are a little bit the racist? (laughs) That's not racist. Oh, she's not an Italian. She is. Is she? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Clooney's not an Italian name, is it? No, no. What What, okay, what other songs feature uh, Italiano? Of course, a lot of the Uh, Dean Martin uh, songs do. What's it a matter, you? Uh, Oh, (laughs) this is what we're doing. Give me a pen. Go on, give me a pen. Have this one. Thank you very much indeed. Ouch! Hey, boss. Yes, sir. Good to have you back. Hey, hey Peely. back on board. Thank you for stepping into the breach, my love. It's all right. Enjoy the vits. Uh, Justin has bought me some vits, vitamins. I uh, think that's a you. hint to not be off sick again. No, I had... Uh, do you know what? It was... It was uh, I uh, had a great time. So thanks right. very much for asking. <laughs> so Italian songs. So anything by Dean Martin. Yes. Yeah. OK, Dean Martin. Let's put down that Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. Mm. Cilla Black did quite a bit in Italian, didn't she? Joe Dolce. Uh, Petula Clark again. But which Petula Clark one? Downtown is not Italian. I think she did everything. Every one of her songs she did in about six or seven different languages. Yeah, including French. Very big in France. Oui, oui. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do that Monday. We'll do that songs in foreign languages. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll have that Monday. We'll have some of that. Oh eight four five nine. I'm not even gonna bother finishing that. Four double five five double five. Now, great phone number. A UKIP. What is this? A A UKIP are expected. Spokesman says, "Sorry, <clears throat> can I have my pen back?" Flip it, like. Well, if you take it. A UKIP. <coughs> spokesman. Are ex- a, U- a UKIP spokesman says uh, they are expecting idiots. Blimey. You go away for two days, Justin, and the standard uh, dips below sea level. To protest in Luton tomorrow when the party opens its new office on the outskirts of Berry Park. The comments were made by election agent Bob Clements, but UKIP's candidates for the town say they'll offer any troublemakers a cup of tea and a chat. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you can tell us more. What more do we know? Uh, well, the shop is on Crawley Road. It's been open now for about uh, three to four weeks, but the party feels the need for this opening ceremony tomorrow. The UKIP candidate for Luton South, Yazim Rahman, says that UKIP MEP Stuart Agnew will be present. Uh, Mr Rahman told us that the party had a three-month contract on the shop, but but they might make it permanent, uh, depending how things go with the election. In saying that, though, Ian, our reporter Tony Fisher, he oh. went down to the shop yesterday around midday, and guess what? what? It was closed. Hey. Um, but uh, they do tell us that uh, uh, the shop um, is used for meetings, and hopefully from Saturday onwards, it will be open all the time. But certainly yesterday, when Tony was there, it was closed. Are they expecting trouble tomorrow? Well, Mr Raymond says they are prepared to accept any insults. He says that he himself has been called a Nazi but they have no information about protests. Uh, However, the UKIP election agent, Bob Clements, he's been talking to the Luton News and he says that uh, he's bracing himself for disruption during the opening. He says, his words, we are expecting idiots. Um, Yeah, there may be some form of protest across the road, but we will not bite, he says. If anything happens, and this is the fascinating line 
line here, we would invite them across for a cup of tea. So if you're going to protest tomorrow, you may well be offered a cup of tea. Oh. He says, uh, we will notify the local police of what we are doing, and if they don't want us to do it, we will listen to them. Uh, and Yassin Raymond, what do we know about him? Well, you're going to be talking to him later, um, in around an hour's time, but he himself is an immigrant. Uh, he used to be a, a Lib Dem, and he now says the perception of UKIP being anti-immigration is all wrong. It's about controlled immigration. He says even if UKIP has been in power when he came to this country, that was in 1989, it would not have been a problem as he has family in this country. I mean, he's got some words on his website. Uh, locally, he says, I'm a well-known community activist, lecturer, public speaker, and I believe passionately in social justice, equality, fairness, oh. peace and freedom. Oh, good for him. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. It does seem a bit weird, though, where they've got this office, if I'm being perfectly honest, because Luton's quite a big place, and they've got this right on the edge of Berry Park, so I'm sure they could have picked an office elsewhere. To me personally, it almost seems like they've put it there to, to almost get publicity. Um, well, they, 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 you know, they say they're not a racist party, so um, they, they can have an office anywhere, surely. Yeah, I suppose so, but I just think, as I say, Luton is a big place. It seems quite a weird location to have it, but there you go. Justin, uh, we'll speak to you just before seven. Is that all right? Yes, thank you, darling. Is that all right, my love? That's all right. Thank sweetness. you, my darling. Here we go. The birds. control of your knobs. I do it in the head. <laughs> you must be joking. Go away. Why would a boy play with a girl's toy? People in this country deserve to have stuff for free. One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it, I was shocked. 
psychedelic, baby. Psychedelic. The only decent song the birds did. 08459 555 is the phone number. I call it about anything you want. I mean, the stories we're talking about, I mean, you know, yeah, but... You know the rules by now. You can call in about anything. I couldn't give a stuff. I feel sorry for Zayn Malik. I feel sorry for Zayn Malik. One Directions, formerly of One Direction, Zayn Malik. Oh, formerly, Zayn Malik, formerly of One Direction, Zayn Malik. He wants to be a normal 22-year-old. Good luck with that. Yeah. All really rich 22-year-olds. Loads of the fans are furious because he says he wants to be a normal 22-year-old and then he was photographed going into a recording studio and the fans are like, oh, well, he should have left a bit of time. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. But he might just be getting his coat and his papers and that. He, he might dead. be getting his last paycheck. He's got, a hand in his, he's, he's got a hand in his notice and get his P45. He might have left all that music he wrote in there. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I feel <laughs> so, he's, tw- he's a boy. He's 22. He was 17 when that roller coaster started. No, of course he's going to feel dizzy and seasick. He wants to get off. And, and enjoy his leisure time. Yeah. He's, he could go nuts. Do you feel sorry for Zayn Malik, Kelly? I'm sure you like him being a child. Huh? I, I like Zayn being a child. No, you are you are a child. Mm. You like Zayn Malik? Nah. Mm. Uh, Do you know what? I, I feel really sorry for anyone who gets exactly what they wish for at the age of 21 because uh, their life becomes empty and they have nothing to aim for anymore. The tragedy of your times, my young friends, is you may get exactly what you wish for. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane close on the exit slip road at Junction 25 for Enfield because a van's broken down, so that's leading up to the A10 causing delays. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, there's reports that it's been partially blocked southbound because of an accident at the Neeston Interchange, which is causing queues back from the M1 Junction 1 at Staples Corner. And having a look elsewhere at Bishop Stortford on Dunmo Road, that's closed in both directions for water mains work between Stansted Road and Stortford Hall Park, so expect delays there. And there are reports of any major problems on the trains, but there are some maintenance work going on at Denham Golf Club. So Chiltern Railway have the station closed at Denham Golf Club while those engineering works go on. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to Tuesday's plane crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And both the Conservatives and Labour are claiming victory in last night's leaders' televised election programme. An ICM poll of viewers gave David Cameron a 54 to 46% victory over Ed Miliband. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
World champion Lewis Hamilton suffered an engine failure in first practice for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix, whilst his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg was fastest. Daniel Ricciardo was sixth for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team. Second practice is taking place now. Tottenham striker Harry Kane is expected to make his England debut in tonight's European Championship qualifier against Lithuania at Wembley. Kane has scored 29 times for Spurs this season. Tomorrow, no matches for Watford or MK Dons because of the international games. The Dons have signed forward Rob Hall on loan from Bolton. He was on loan at Stadium MK in 2012. The League Two promotion race continues tomorrow with third-placed Wickham at Dagenham. Here's manager Gareth Ainsworth. Towards the end of the season, I believe that your recruitment becomes really important. Not the recruitment now, but the recruitment you did in, in the summer because the characters now come through and, uh, and the ones who, who can deal with monotony of week in, week out, this, the same thing, and, and the ones who can dig deep and find that energy for games like this. Ahead of the trip to Northampton, Luton have signed Aston Villa left-back Lewis Kinsella on loan as their injury list lengthens. Elliot Lee and Fraser Franks will miss tomorrow's match, but Jonathan Smith could return. Manager John Still says a lack of confidence is a factor in the recent poor run. You do get affected by confidence, the, the less strong mentally. Of course you do. It, it, it's, it's, it's a natural thing. But what I've admired is how we've kept going. Somewhere along the line, the spark will turn round and spark for us. As long as we work hard, that will happen. Stevenage go to leaders Burton on Monday. Arsenal midfielder Jack Jebb has rejoined the Borough on loan for the rest of the season. And in Speedway, the Rye House Rockets Cup fixture at Ipswich last night was postponed due to the wet weather. They go to Peterborough tonight and host Somerset at Hoddesdon tomorrow night. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. <laughs>
I've got control of your knobs. Ella, calm down. Calm down, for goodness sake. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Ian. Welcome back. Oh, it's, it's like return. It's like um, slipping it, um, my thingy bob into a, a comfy old slipper that's been chewed by our <laughs> lovable pet alsatian that was put down five years ago. Good old. Good oh, good oh, good oh. Now then, yes, young, now then, now then, now then. This young gentleman who at 22 has done everything he needs to do. Zane Malik, a man I feel very, very sorry for. So and do I. I, 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 do, do, I do, do you genuinely? Yes. Do, 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 da, da, da. Yes, I do. That's all I want to say to you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for calling. Anything uh, else? Yes. Oh, go on then. I was going to say, life started for me at that age. Because I'd been an indented apprentice during the war, and I wanted to join the Navy. Which war are we talking about? Not the Boer War. OK, the First World War? No, a little bit later than that. Okie dokie. I'm not that old. No. However, I was now free at 21. Yes. And I, I did what I wanted to do, was join the Navy. Noddy holder? Life. Sorry? Yes. And that's when life started for me. Yeah. I went out and had a look at the world, which I couldn't afford to do on my own money. Yes. And oh, I dear. met a lady... And we started a family, and life began then. We should really cherish these stories from our elderly people, but we don't. I know, you rotten old devils. I'm writing them down with all the rude things in them. Oh, please send them to Kelly Betts. Well, I know, as I said, this... Hey, 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 I've had a great idea! I've actually... Shades of Grey Dennis, part of my autobiography. I genuinely had a great idea. <laughs> you know um, that um, they did... Um, <coughs> They did a TV series that was based on that life of that chef. Do you remember that? Yeah. Not Chef with Lenny Henry. Yeah. It was called, like, Smelling Bacon or something. <laughs> what? Wasn't there? There was a, a, a chef who... They, honestly... Smelling Bacon? It was called something like that. This was recent. There was Sniffing a, Sausage. Something like that. Um, pulling Pork. There was, a, there was a, a series that was based on the autobiography of a chef. Which one? Well, I don't know. That lady? No, a modern, a modern chef... Um, the one with the glasses? Heston. No. Um, Google quicker, Kelly, quicker. Um, this was, this was like last year. He's, I believe... Greg Wallace. Was I'm, it just called Chef? No, that's Lenny Henry. Uh. I'm going to say something, and I, I'm only saying this because it's the only descriptive thing about him I can remember. He, he's gay. Right. Oh, Nigel Slater. <coughs> Nigel Slater, Boom. thank you. You see, the only thing you remember, but it was the one that triggered my memory. Excuse me, coughing. <coughs> hey, what was that called? It was called Pulling Pork or something, no, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. <clears throat> Sniffing Bacon? Well, type it in, what, what was his was name? name? Pulling Pork. Is it well done, <laughs> Dennis? Nigel oh, Slater. Pulling Birds, but not Pulling Pork. Well, can we, stop saying, can we please stop Pulling Pork? No, it was a TV... Nigel Slater's recipes. No, it was a TV series. Type in Nigel Slater, TV drama. This is a very torturous way of getting it's to... A Nigel Slater's Dish of the Day. No. Oh, she's really Nigel Slater's Simple Suppers. You're looking at his cookbooks. Look at his television yeah. programmes. This is a very torturous way of, of, of flagging up, which actually isn't a particularly good idea, but... It actually... It toast. Is. There we go, toast. toast. Thank you. Right. That is nothing to do with sniffing so, bacon. <laughs> well, I, uh, anyway, Dennis. Yes. Have you genuinely written down bits of your life? Yes. Send it in. Because what likely, we... No, what? too far back. Sorry? It was, uh, it was too, I was Can he hear me? Out. I'm talking to him and he's just rambling on like a lunatic. I'm not. <laughs> Have you written it down? Yes, but it's in hieroglyphics. Because, oh. I'm because I've got a great idea. Yeah. We're going to make a radio play based on your um, early life. And do you know who's going to play you? Who? Paul Scoynes. 
<laughs> Paul Scoynes is no, going to play you as a boy. No, lockers. No, no. Oh, gosh, I don't want lockers involved. <laughs> and we'll, we'll recreate your early life, Dennis. Can I play does he, Gwen? Does he like whiskey? Does yeah, he like whiskey? It'll be acting, so it doesn't matter. Well, of course it does. Oh, for I goodness sakes, he's getting on my nerves. Send it in to us, Dennis, and we'll that's that. He won't send it in. He's not written it down. No. It's all fibs. That is... Um, well, anyway, Zane's... Uh, that is, would actually work, wouldn't it? Yeah. And if he doesn't send it in, we'll make it up. Zane's girl is like Yoko, say One Direction fans. No, they don't, because they don't know who Yoko is. Yeah. Oh, no! Whatever other achievements Yoko Ono can put her name to, to many, she will always be the woman who broke up the Beatles. And it seems the same worrying fate could be waiting for Perry Edwards, 21. If we keep going on about it. As fans of One Direction have accused her of forcing Zayn Malik to leave the group. Mm. The little mix singer, who's engaged to Malik, 22, has been compared to Miss Ono and has become something of a hate figure for some online fanatics. One tweeted, Perry Edwards, oh, you mean Yoko Ono 2.0? A third wrote, what just happened? Did Perry make him chose her over his career? Unfair, man. She should also quit if that's the case. Just an opinion. Why are they taking um, some people's views on Twitter as the gospel? Oh, convenient. It's convenient. Well, I feel sorry for Zayn Malik. And if he, you know, he wants to come and hang out and play Xbox. Smoke Darifa! Doesn't smoke Darifa well. <sighs> It must be hard. It must be hard. And I know I'm not being ironic or sarcastic. I know I have a sarcastic tone, but I can't imagine getting everything at that, that young age. What have you got? The only way is down, isn't it? Spoiler alert. On my list of films to watch on Amazon Prime, Gone Girl. Yeah. Wanted to watch Gone Girl. What one's that? Well, it's got the fella in. Well, it was a story we weren't familiar with. Spoiler alert. OK, if you've not seen Gone Girl, switch off. Can I switch off? Yeah. Because I was reading the Daily Mail. I've got no idea. I know Gone Girl's got a twist. Yeah. Daily Mail, page 41. Is this the real-life Gone Girl? Blonde and boyfriend are accused of faking kidnap. Just like the hit movie plot. Thanks for spoiling See, it, guys. I, I didn't know what Gone Girl was about either. I'd just seen it on Twitter, people saying things like, girls be crazy. So I knew that there thanks, would be a guys. twist. But thanks, Mail. Yes, that's the twist. Can I listen back now? Kelly, can I get a glass of water, please? Of course you can, my love. Thank you hey, so much, my darling. There, hey! On trial, bakers who refused <laughs> to put a gay slogan on a no, cake. these gay cakes. I mean, if you eat a gay word, it makes you gay, right? Um, yeah, go on. A Christian family says the law is forcing them to hold beliefs that contradict their uh, faith, as their business was dragged to a court for refusing to make a cake supporting gay marriage. Asher's Baking Company said it was only trying to be faithful to the Bible ahead of the David and Goliath case against them, which is being funded by the taxpayer. The family-owned bakery became embroiled in controversy when it cancelled an order placed by gay rights activist Gareth Lee for a cake featuring the slogan, Support Gay Marriage. Mr Lee complained that the decision was in breach of the inequality laws <clears throat> and the issue was taken up by Northern Ireland state-funded uh, Equality Commission, which is challenging the family's decision. Surprisingly, I'm on the side of the bakers on no. this. No. Yeah. How can you be? They didn't want to put the slogan on the cake. It's their decision. Yeah, but they they don't have to like the cake. I mean, they don't. It might be a lemon cake. They might not be partial to lemons. They don't have to eat it. They don't have to look at it once they've made it. It's no, money. No, I, exactly. And in that, in uh, you're right. And so I respect them even more now. You've highlighted that. Why? Well, they've turned down money because of what they believe in. Mm. 
Honestly, genuinely, I'm on I'm on the side of the the the, the, the cake makers. Do you know what always surprises me about these stories <laughs> is that you know they 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 have such principles that they will turn down money. Okay, fair enough, because they think that it's against the word of the Bible. Yeah. But they forget the judge not yet yeah, lest ye yourself be judged. Sorry. Yeah. The what? Judge not lest ye yourself be judged. <laughs> you should know that one. I just think I, I just think. Li- listen, if if I'm also, do they prefer Thank gay you, people Kelly. not to be married and to go around having it off with everyone? I think monogamy ga- is to be celebrated, isn't it? I think the gay thing is a misnomer here. I think that if you that you are within your rights, you should be within your rights to refuse to do something. If you're self-employed, mm-hmm. I can turn down work. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's within my right to turn down work. It should be within their right to turn down work. Shouldn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so if um, let's just uh, go on, minori- go on, go on. Let, put, put a scenario that doesn't of work. A, of on. a minority who might come in. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, for example, they might say I don't like uh, small people. Yep. I'm not going to make a cake, a wedding cake for two small people because I think you're weirdos. Are you allowed to say that to people? Well, ah. Uh, uh. Have they said that to people? Well, Have saying to them that they're an aberration, aren't they? By saying that no, it's they, no, the no, 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 no. Have they? Did they say to the gay couple when they came in, "We don't like gays. You're perverted. It's disgusting." Because if they said that, yes, that's inappropriate. If they just said, "No, we're not going to do this," I'm they afraid. said they wanted to be faithful to the Bible. Fine. I don't. I honestly, I don't have a problem with really? that. Really? I don't. I, I don't agree with their views. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't agree with their views. I, you know, everyone can do whatever they want to everyone who's who's willing to have it done to them. But I uh, agree with their right as self-employed people to turn down work. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Well, I hate to say it, but I think you might be right. Ah! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 clockwise at Junction 25 for Enfield because of a breakdown at the exit slip road to the A10. On the M1 towards London, it's starting to build up around Junction 9 for Redbourne and also on the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. There's roadworks going on between Junction 10A at the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for the main carriageway, so that could cause some delays if you're heading to the airport this morning. In Little Telfont on White Lion Road, there's roadworks just before Loudham's Road, but it's not causing any delays on the speed sensors so far. And on the train to Boards, there are no major delays at the moment, but Chilton Railway have Denham Golf Club Station closed for engineering works while they do some work on the platform. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, Friday the 27th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to the plane crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And a poll of viewers gave David Cameron a narrow victory over Ed Miliband in last night's first live election debate. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Bucks Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a pretty nice day today, actually. Lots of sunshine around, a bit of a chilly start, but some good spells of sunshine. The winds are much lighter than yesterday, so it'll feel nice and pleasant. Top temperatures up to 11 or 12 Celsius across the three counties. That's uh, 54 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, though, a few changes. We'll start to get the cloud thickening from the west. A mild and a murky um, warm sector of air basically coming in from the west. So much milder start to the day tomorrow. Six or seven degrees Celsius. Quite poor visibility, perhaps, in some places possibly a few outbreaks of drizzle into tomorrow morning. So lots of cloud around tomorrow, some spells of rain through the first part of the afternoon, but the main feature of the weekend weather is that it's going to feel very blustery indeed, a strong westerly wind on Saturday. There will be some brightness through the afternoon, and then this wind is gradually going to turn around to more of a northwesterly by the time we get to Sunday, possibly gusts of up to 50 miles an hour. That's very windy. And um, possibly some showers coming through as well, and the wind on Sunday is going to feel really quite chilly, so a very blustery weekend all in all, that's the forecast. I've got control of your knobs. Paris, Peru, you know. I mean, uh, Iraq, Iran, Eurasia, you know. I speak very, very um, fluent Spanish. Todo está bien, chévere. 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 Is that right, Mama? Yeah, because I got my shaking room. Everybody's got a thing, but some don't know. Don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Cause I'll be standing on the side when you check it out You say your style of life's a drag And that you must go other places But just don't you feel too bad When you get fooled by smiles don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Cause I'll be standing on the side when you check it
No, I'm right about the gay cake. I'm right no, about the gay I mean, cake. I hate the reasons behind it, yep. but yeah, I guess if you've got your own business, you, you should can be able to decide. You can turn down work. Now. Maybe their mistake was giving the reason. Well, we don't know. Did they give the reason to the couple? Yeah. How do you know that? Not Didn't the couple. Say... It was a. It was. It was for an, like, an event. Yeah, no. But did they say to the couple? It wasn't we're... a couple. It was for a bloke. All right. Did they activist. say? Did they say to the fella, "We're not doing it because you're a gay lord and we don't like that"? Is that what they said? Not quite like that. They said that um, they were respecting their. Bi- but did the they Bible. say that to him, or is that the statement they're saying to the press and in court? Well, I don't know. Let's have a look at. Well, exactly. Well, no. But you're saying that's this what. One. This is the thing that you're saying that's what they said to him. The paper is saying that their reason was this, but I don't know who, who they well, said it to. I know, but I've asked you if, if they said it to him, and you said yes. And I'm questioning further, and now you, well, you're not so sure. they said it to him sure. indirectly now. He knows about it. It's in the paper. But if he comes into the shop, right, and says, <sighs> I want a gay cake, a cake made for me... Can I just show you something? If it's your middle finger, I'm really not interested. No. I'm still sore from the last time. Hey, she'd written down cake. Five points. That's the word of the day. Gake. Um, that's enough, Stevie. Calm down. Uh, if, if they said, we're not going to make a gake for you, and that was it, then that's, that's fine. I mean, if they the said cake because... itself is not gay. It's just a cake. It's a bit of sponge <coughs> and some jam. It's got one, it? It's a, a what? Sponge and some jam. OK, OK. That's, um... I'm right, aren't I, Justin? I think... It's a tricky one, OK? If I was running a restaurant and I didn't like somebody and I didn't want them in my restaurant, it's mm. my right to say, sorry, guys, no. I don't want to serve it's you. It's not the same thing, cos you're making something no. to someone's specifications and you've taken, you're rejecting to the message that's been put on it. Mm. Do you know who would be good on this one? Go on. Oh, Scott Balks, right? Yeah. If someone comes into well, his T-shirt shop and asks yeah. for a slogan that he doesn't approve of, Scott can Balks, he say no? Scott Balks has sent me a message saying, so, so you think a shop should be able to put a sign in their window saying no blacks? That's what you're saying, effectively. Not at all. Mm. The felt... The, the baker has not said gay people are not allowed in this shop. He's not said that. They want to go in and buy some buns. They can go in and buy some buns. doesn't approve of the message. He just doesn't want to put that message on the cake, which is totally I mean, within his right. Ultimately, it's up to him. If he wants to make that cake, it's his choice. And if he doesn't want to make it, well, he doesn't have to. It's his business, you know. I don't agree with with, with his views, but no. if he doesn't want to make it, that's his, that's actually, his issue. Actually, on, if the shoe... When you think about it, would you want to give that person your money anyway? Go somewhere else. I don't exactly. want any begrudging yes. work done for me, thank mm-hmm. you. I turn down work because I don't, I don't turn anything down. No. Um, I'm like Paul Ross. I don't turn anything down. When I turn down some things that he would say, he would say yes to. Yeah. I was about to say that was a low blow, but we should move on. <laughs> Clever. I, I is well within my rights to turn down work that I don't want to do mm. for whatever reason. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say to the person the reason I didn't want to. I, I turned down a charity thing the other day. I don't fancy do it. Don't pull that face. Did you not approve of the charity. It wasn't a charity that was particularly close to me. And also, I don't really do charity things. You're charityist. Sorry? You're charityist. Charitist. You get lo- I get loads of emails from people saying, oh, come and do this charity. They were, OK, it was something local. They wanted me to get um, a quiz team up with you guys. Oh, yes! To go and do a quiz. And I said, I mean, oh. I'm always happy to Well, go, fine, I'll give you the details. No, you can go and do it. If they only want you, really, so there's no... I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, no thanks. And that's well within my rights to do that. Yeah. yeah. What you give me the look for? You wouldn't want to do it, would you, Kels? No. Good thing, go see. No, I'm giving you the look because uh, I'm waiting to see how you justify this. So, Justi- I've got nothing but, to justify. But it's because they it. mentioned the principle, isn't it? Sorry? It's because they mentioned the principle. Principle? Yeah. What principle? Well, they didn't just turn down the work. They said no because we don't believe we in We don't that. know they said that. I'm You're to making find it in the that paper. up. You keep saying that as though it's a fact and you don't 
know it. Well, that on, guys. is Let's their argument in, in court. And stop pointing at me. They have my to, own pen they that have, I've lent you. They have to put that <laughs> argument in court. They need to put an argument up in court. We don't know. If, if they said that to the fellow that came in who wanted this gake, and said, no, we're not going to do it because you're a gay lord and we don't like gays, right? That's out of order. Okay, you can have anything else you want in the shop. I'm not putting down this pro-gay marriage slogan because you're gay and we don't like gays. That would be in, that would be inappropriate. We don't know they did that. Well, let's find it. Let's find out exactly what the exchange. Scott Bouncer said, "We don't. Who's a t-shirt printer? We don't print homophobic or racist slogans, but some of the stag and Hindus we print are pure filth. And that's right because he sends me photos of the filthiest ones. People okay, love it, yeah. okay." Um, a homophobic group goes in and wants a cake made, an ungake, or a cake that says... A strake. We don't like um, men's bums. You going to make that cake? Are you going to discriminate? You're going to discriminate? You're going to discriminate against the homophobes? That is out of order. Ipso facto, catch 22. No, but the law would back you up on that for equality reasons. Justin Dealey. Yes, boss. Zane Malik. Oh, do you know what? People are still very upset about this. Of course they are, Yes, including you. I know you're upset. You can talk to me. Come on. I I don't. I uh, will not in any way um, uh, denigrate or um, pick on uh, people that are upset by him leaving. I cried when Davy Jones of the Monkeys died. Exactly. For goodness sakes. Yes. So I can understand why this. The thing is, I'm a 41 year old man. I'm not a 16 year old girl 14. anymore. Yeah. Um, but th- th- to a 16 year old girls or girls of a certain age, this is a hugely significant moment this they are mourning the loss of yeah, something yeah, yeah this is a huge thing and I, it annoys me that lots of people are kind of making fun of this so what i'd like you to do justin is, is kind of make fun of this a bit yeah. and speak to lots of old um, uh, vfs yeah. who will have no idea who zay malik is and ask yeah. him how they're feeling about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically yes. is what i've got in my head if that's what you want i shall uh, yeah go on the street straight away <laughs> and get cracking on this one <laughs> thank you boss i'll speak to you later i miss that guy i miss that guy so much you got any more stories? You've got a minute. No. Oh. Oh, I'll oh. do one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Mobility scooters. Did you see oh, this? Oh, yeah, I saw this. This is... Tow, tow, tow your boat. This is flipping brilliant. So it's an old fella in a mobility scooter, which I don't... I've got no time for these no, things. No, but you know what? I appreciate a can-do attitude. <coughs> so he's, he's in America, of course. Although, fair play, I saw um, uh, uh, an, old, an old boy in a mobility scooter the other day going down the road. It's not in America. I do apologise. It's in Hartlepool. It's in Hartlepool. A mobility scooter owner tows his boat through a town centre at two miles per hour, leaving chaos in his wake. (laughs) Traffic queues built up as he set off for a fishing jaunt, even stopping at a shop on the way. Online butcher... uh, Butcher, sorry, Luke Cartridge, 22, revealed... He was the culprit, explaining he bought the scooter secondhand for £120 after breaking a leg. I set off towing the rowing boat with my girlfriend Natasha walking beside me. Suddenly I saw traffic jams way back behind me. On the way back, the police asked me to park up, though they did say I'd done nothing wrong! Flipping brilliant. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there are delays on the exit slip road at Junction 25 for the A10 towards Enfield. And having a look at the speed sensors on the North Orbital Road, it's starting to build up around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Borehamwood, on the A1 Barnet Bypass, there are queues southbound from the Holiday Inn turn-off towards Stirling Corner. And elsewhere at Milton Keynes, there's roadworks on Standing Way. They're at the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there later on this morning. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties.
Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Sammy. It's a staple of radio phone-ins. We can talk about the gake if you want, if that um, uh, floats your boat. Uh, I I believe that the uh, baker was well within his rights to turn down making a gake, a gay cake. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Airlines changed flight rules after Alps crash, Bedfordshire care home boss to be sentenced and Cameron and Miliband both claim victory in first TV election debate. BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to Tuesday's plane crash in the French Alps. French officials say it was caused by the co-pilot Andreas Lubitz from Germany, who locked the captain out of the cockpit. German police say they've made a significant discovery at his home, but haven't given details. The airlines say they will now have two crew members in the cockpit at all times. Captain Mike Vivian is a former civil aviation authority Authority inspector. I would hope that there's going to be a long, calm, cool look at what has taken place when the evidence has become available, because at the moment we haven't got it all. If we have to put somebody else on, what you're actually saying is, I don't trust the person who's remaining in the flight deck. And that's a serious step to take. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. Mohamed Zarouk, whose company GA Properties ran Mepishal Care Home, pleaded guilty to the charges brought by the health and safety executive. More from Carol Abercrombie. The case was brought following the death of May Ward, who was 100 years old. An inquest heard she fell from the sling because two carers hadn't had proper training. Mohamed Zarouk has admitted breaching Section 3 of the Health and Safety at Work Act for failing to protect people in the workplace other than employees. A man will appear at Luton Crown Court today, charged with committing murder at a travellers' site in Buckinghamshire. 33-year-old Addy McAllister from Derbyshire is accused of killing Adam Fennelly from Dunstable in the village of Nash last week. A second man remains in custody. Two men from Luton have been charged with terror offences following an investigation by Scotland Yard officers. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson and 62-year-old Shah Jahan Khan are accused of inviting support for a banned organisation. Both have been bailed to appear in court next month. Both the Conservatives and Labour are claiming victory in last night's leaders' televised election programme. Jeremy Paxman and a studio audience questioned David Cameron and Ed Miliband, who appeared separately. Norman Smith has more. This was perhaps a much tougher experience than either man had expected. Mr Cameron's aides adamant the Prime Minister had triumphed by stressing the strength of the economy. Mr Miliband's aides insistent that the Labour leader had put in a much more aggressive and self-confident performance. Both men, though, faced a bruising time at the hands of Jeremy Paxman. Mr Cameron seemingly discomforted when challenged over food banks and zero-hours contracts. Ed Miliband, meanwhile, had to vehemently rebuff suggestions that he wasn't tough enough to be Prime Minister. In sport, world champion Lewis Hamilton suffered an engine failure in first practice for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix, whilst his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg was fastest. And ahead of tomorrow's trip to Northampton, Luton have signed Aston Villa left-back Lewis Kinsella on loan. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties thank you simon 
morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you to Justin for filling in the last couple of days. The voice was a little bit dicky. But through the power of, um, 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 loads of drugs and steaming, I have a voice back. Oh, I went for an amazing massage as well on Wednesday. Oh, I treated myself, had a massage. Oh, it was incredible. It was an hour long. And the young lady said to me, um, how would you like it, sir? I said, hard. Give it to me hard. And boy, did she. Gay cake? Gake? I think that the owner of the bakers were right to say no to decorating a cake with a a, a pro-gay slogan. As long as they didn't, you know, kind of come out and say say it in an abusive fashion, what's the problem? Self-employed, you turn down work if you want. Bit silly doing it to a gay activist, though, because this is going to happen, isn't it? Well, no, not silly doing it to a, to a gactivist. Well, of course he's going to take it to the nth degree. Well, how do we know he's a gactivist? How did, well, the, how, did the, I, how did the bakers know he was a gactivist? Because it was for an event, supposedly. Oh, gay- yeah, because only, only gactivists do events. I think a gactivist is something else. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. So this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have some texts, please, Catherine. Oh, no. I knew on. you wouldn't be ready. Well, because I'm looking for the gake details. This you've been ponying me this morning. This massage, was, this massage was incredible. This young um, uh, Thai woman... Who's uh, well? Get get this. I won't go into too much detail, but uh, we were we were chatting while she was she was walking on me, mm. and we were talking about kids and stuff. And I asked uh, what her kids' names are. She, no, she was from Thailand, and her kids have very very English names. Yep. I'm going to change the names, but it was something of the equivalent of Henry and Stephen. I said, "Gosh, that, that, those are very English names." She said, "Well, my husband is English, right?" So the kids were called. One kid was called Henry Stephen Jones. I'm changing the names, but one kid was called Henry Stephen Jones. Mm-hmm. The other kid was called Stephen Jones. And the dad was called Henry Stephen Jones. They found a formula they liked. Isn't that, that weird? And she did this thing, right? <clears throat> so towards the end of the massage, she made me sit up, cross my legs, and um, I had my hands interlocked behind my head, right? She then put one leg between my legs... Her arms through my arms, and then pulled my legs to the right, my body to the left. Wow. It was incredible. I've never had anything like it. And I just started giggling. There was one bit as well, she was massaging like under my arm. What? And I'm giggling. I was trying not to giggle. And they went, oh, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. She's tickling you. She was tickling me. There are some uh, fetishists. Some fetishes I get. Some... It just leaves me um, I, I'm perplexed. I don't get the shoe thing. Oh, I could understand the shoe thing. The sniffing of shoes? Oh, I don't get that. No, no, I can, I can understand. But anyway, some people pay women to tie them up and tickle them. <laughs> Honestly, they, to tickle them. It's, and it's a, f- a form of submission and of, of being controlled. Imagine that. I would hate it. Oh, gosh, no. I would hate it. Do you like being tickled, uh, shouty Chris? Depends what I'm doing before I get tickled, Ian. Oh. Hello, cheeky. <laughs> may, maybe maybe having it away with a, a, a prisoner. Yes, yes, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you got for us? What have you got for us, Shouty? Um, actually, I have to say, I don't often think you're right, Ian. What? But on this one, you are the gay cake. 
right? If someone does not want to make something on their premises, they shouldn't have to. And the man who prints T-shirts... Yeah, Scott Balcony, yes, he's listening. He's, he's yes. Right, Scott, would you print someone coming up with a picture of Jahadi John and a, head, a beheaded person on the other side saying, nice, this is great? But I don't, think the equality, I, I don't think the equality laws protect those people. That's the difference. The problem is, what, Kath, we're going now beyond principles. People have principles which give them integrity, right? If people aren't allowed to have their principles, then we've lost all integrity, and unfortunately there's a lot of integrity gone in this country. What about if those principles are, are, based, yeah, are based on bigotry and prejudice? They can do what they want as long as they don't voice it. Who, the right, bigots or, or the gays? Anybody. We're supposed to be a free country. Everyone's supposed to be allowed to have their own opinion. OK, but so I have I, Okay, so I have the opinion that um, uh, the West is decadent and all um, uh, non-Muslims should be killed. Am I allowed to have that opinion? Mate, people have those opinions. There's not a lot we can do about it. But as long as you don't go out and shoot them, then let them get on with it. I don't particularly care for some of my neighbours. But I don't go out and tell them what a bunch of idiots they are. Oh, right? I tell my neighbours. <laughs> oh, I tell it. my neighbours what plums they are. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, if I started up a business and I didn't want to make something to someone for whatever reason, I should be entitled not to do it because that's my freedom. They've got their freedom to go somewhere else and buy their cake. They've got somewhere else to go and do things. But Chris, I've got to move on because we, uh, we've got lots to cram into the show this morning, but thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. I was going to say, I found an article with a bit more detail in it. OK. From The Guardian. OK. Would well, you want to get up our next guest before we do that? Or... Wow. Well, I you've just mean... two days. I've been holding the fort while you've been being pummeled by some Thai woman. I... And now you start throwing your weight I want to give John the, 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 full, the full crack of the whip, because it's a cracking story. And I want to give you the full crack of the whip, young lady, as well. I want to make sure you've got time to go into the detail while I destroy you with an argument yet again. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You can send us a text as well, 81333. Start your text uh, 3CR. Or you can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. The managing director of a care home company is due to be sentenced today after a 100-year-old woman died following an incident at one of his facilities. May Ward fell from a sling at the Meppershall Care Home five years ago. The two carers responsible have since left the country, but GA Properties boss Mohamed Zarouk pleaded guilty to the charges brought, to the, uh, brought by the health and safety executive. Well, May's son, John Ward, joins me now. Morning, John. Good morning. Sorry for your loss. Tell us about Mum. What was she like and how long had she been in a care home? She'd, she was quite an amazing woman, actually. Um, she was a, a publican, and uh, she, she loved um, all, all sort of foods, really, um, dairy foods especially. Um, she, uh, she lived in the care home for about six years and enjoyed it most of the time. She liked um, a bit of cheese, did she, John? She loved a bit of cheese. Isn't it funny? These, she was a hundred years old, and it's quite often the people that uh, that reach these ripe old ages um, don't eat or, or drink particularly healthily, do they? No, exactly. Yes, and and the fact that um, she she lived in a pub 
for quite a few <laughs> years with smoke and everything. Yeah. Um, it was quite remarkable that uh, she lived to the ripe old age. It must have been difficult for her and for you when she did move into a care home. Yes, it was. It was always um, my intention that she would she would stay with us, but unfortunately. Um, deterioration with uh, with her age and she said to me one day um she'd had a fall and uh, she said to me one day i need to go into a home now she gosh said, it's about time you know isn't that Which remarkable is a, it, it hurts you to think that but um yes it is it is quite remarkable yeah it, it, it's amazing that she, it was her suggestion to do that yes. yeah it was yes yeah i had no intentions of ever putting her in a home um but for, for her own safety, yeah. more than anything else. Um, well, I, I understand, John. My, my mum, uh, no, nowhere near as old as that, but, but falls a lot. And, and she uh, she went into a care home. And, um, you know, it, one of the things when you put we put our parents and our loved ones in these places is we expect them to be safe. And she was safe for a long time, wasn't she? She was indeed, yes. I mean, we used to go regular to see her and take her some cakes and, and an ice cream and what have you, and her little treats. And... Uh, she, she always said, you know, I, I really like it here. And, and you know, obviously she was getting older and and her ability to move was, was very, very limited. Um, and, of course, when you get to 100, she becomes very, very frail. Um, but but her, she had good times, you know. Yeah. There were some very, very caring people there. Now, um, uh, the, the situation with the hoist, I, I think I'm familiar with these hoists. Again, Mum uses a similar one. It's the, it's, it's the one that's on a rail, is it, above the bed, and you kind of strap um, the, the person in, you lift them off the bed, and then you lower them onto a wheelchair or, 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 or to wherever it is they're going. Is that right? Well, this is more of a, a manoeuvrable one. Right. You can go from room to room. OK, so it's, it's, the, the hoist itself is on wheels and you can move that That's around. That's right. OK. Yeah. Um, well, what what happened? Well, basically, um, two carers came, brought her into her room, um, put her in the hoist. She should have been in an all-day sling, which she never was. Um, they put her in, sat her into the hoist without strapping her in at all and lifted the hoist up to a great height, and she tipped out. She fell on her head. She had a fractured skull um, and numerous other injuries. But it didn't stop there, unfortunately. As we all know, a head injury, you don't move anyone. And um, they picked her up. They put her back in the hoist, put her on the bed, changed all her clothes, which we never saw again. I would have surmised that they were covered in blood. Um, they then redressed her, they put her back in the hoist, put her in the chair, and sort of left her. Um, numerous time passed... Sorry, they didn't call a doctor or an ambulance or anything? Immediately? No. no. Um, this numerous time passed, and they realised that she was bleeding from the nose, I, I think, by then, that she was in terrible pain, um... They called the head nurse who came in and said, well, call the, call the ambulance, because there was a discrepancy when one of the guys turned up from the ambulance crew. Um, they tried to say that there'd been a call made earlier, and he said, no, this was the first call that was made. There was a lot of things, hidden times and everything, and I don't really know how long she was suffering for at that period. But they were definitely the trying call. to um, cover up their oh, mistake. Of course, yes. There were so many lies told. Yes, unfortunately. The two, uh, or the carers responsible, uh, left the country, it so is. they can't you, they can't be questioned or anything. Uh, how does that make you feel? It's sickening. Um, 
you know, when someone dies like that, and it's the it's the cause of neglect or carelessness, the health and safety rules were broken. Um, they were. <laughs> why were they left allowed to leave the country um, <clears throat> without being at trial or anything like that? They were interviewed by the police. Both both their um, reports. Um, married up they said exactly the same thing mm. so it was a little bit of discrepancy there um but mr zaruk is a very clever man this is the gentleman who's the, the he's the care home manager is he oh, he's the ga properties boss isn't he he's the boss he's yeah the main man yes yeah he's, he's being sentenced man. today yes what do you expect to happen um unfortunately not very much i, I think um health and safety expected to, to have him fined um, quite a few hundred thousand pounds. Um, unfortunately, uh, his business has gone upside down, and obviously, since the inquest, which was two years ago, Mr. Zarouk has had enough time to dissolve his assets. So, so he's got no uh, money to pay. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Don't forget, he had three care homes at one stage. Um, so I, w I would surmise the best scenario: um, five thousand pound fine, <laughs> and that would be we'd be very lucky, I think. But it's not coming to me; it goes to health and safety. Uh, have you spoken to Mr. Zarouk at all? <laughs> we had a I had a meeting with Mr. Zarouk on the Tuesday after the bank holiday when my mother had died. Um, I turned up with three of my sons, and uh, we'd made the appointment for one o'clock. We walked into his office and he was sitting there eating his dinner, had no respect for us at all, um, which was very, very rude of him. Um, at the inquest, the coroner asked Mr. Zarouk if he'd met me at all. He looked over at me and said, no, I've never met Mr. Ward at all. And that's the sort of person he is. John, I, I skipped a little bit of the story. Uh, the, the, the Mum fell and, and cracked her head and... and you know, the ambulance came eventually. How long after that did she pass? Um, she passed away on the Saturday, on the 28th, Saturday evening, about quarter past five. And so the accident, that happened on the Friday? It happened on the, on the, on the Friday. Yeah. On the Friday. Yeah. Did you get to see her before she died? No, we were on holiday. Oh, man. And, um, oh, dear. The, the fortunate thing was my sons, one of my sons was there by her bedside and um, we, being a bank holiday, it was very, very hard to get a flight. Yeah, of course. But we, we managed to get it for the, um, the Sunday, Saturday evening, um, and I got back and I was too late, which was oh. very, very hurtful. My son was in tears. Well, one of, your, one of your boys was there, so that's some small blessing, isn't yes. it? That's, that's yes. something. She we, had someone to hold yeah, on. Yeah, you grab comfort yeah. where you can. John, this is just such a horrific story, and, and I know loads of my listeners have got people in care homes, and I know it's a rarity, and I, you know, I, I always like to say that most people in care homes are brilliant and great and do a great job. Um, this is very sad. Uh, can we talk to you on Monday when, uh, when you, we know the result of uh, the, the, the verdict today? Yeah, by all means. Is that yeah. all right? Yeah, that's fine. John, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And you. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I'm no doubt Roberto will pick up on that later on today, but um, it'd be good if we could speak to John on Monday and find out exactly... Um, what happened and uh, how he's feeling. John, thank you very much indeed. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. 
7.19, these are your headlines. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to the plane crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And a poll of viewers gave David Cameron a narrow victory over Ed Miliband in last night's... It's live! Oh, excuse me, election debates! These three counties radio. Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. I love going somewhere where the sport takes place. Go to the judo club in Aylesbury where he almost got strangled to death. He's just about to get flung in the air and crashed to the floor. Yes, it is about sport, but it's also about us two having a bit of a giggle at the same time. Anywhere on the green, he's got one over on Lucy, the uh, US Open competitor. Oh, it's... I think we can see that. We've had some great ones. I thought the wakeboarding was just tremendous. Yeah. That is so far out of our comfort zone. I don't quite know how I fell off, but I think it was something to do with the balance. And, of course, you can see all the videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash BBC3CR. Three Counties Sport on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. in Luton says it's prepared for insults when it officially opens its doors tomorrow. The party is having its opening ceremony at midday at its Crawley Road office on the outskirts of Berry Park. Bedfordshire police say they will have officers on the ground in anticipation of the event. Well, joining me in, in the studio now is the UKIP candidate for Luton South, Yazin Raymond. Uh, morning, Yazin. What, what kind of trouble are you expecting? Well, we, we're not anticipating any trouble, but things can happen. I mean, up and down the country, whenever we have open offices, uh, you have seen certain incidents, obviously, the protester yeah. have uh, come on. Because um, your agent, Bob Clements, has, has told the paper that y you are expecting idiots and that there may be some sort of protest. Well, uh, the rumours were that there is going to be some form of protest from um, uh, different groups, mm. uh, especially the anti-race uh, you know, alliance and uh, such groups. They have turned up. I mean, even Nigel Farage a couple of uh, weeks back, yeah. or a couple of days back. Why would the anti-race alliance be coming? Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, uh, there was a rally in Luton a couple of uh, months back. There was one from the EDL and there was uh, from the alliance yeah. uh, against fascism, united against fascism. And I attended that, that rally myself, even I was a UKIP candidate. Right. And actually, some of the speakers there you know, they they uh, they spoke more against UKIP than they spoke against EDL. Why do you think that was? I don't know. I don't understand. Because I think they they're just trying to um, uh, align um, UKIP uh, is somehow part of EDL. There is a huge difference between UKIP and EDL and other political parties. I mean, UKIP is a political party. What, what, why do why do you think that some people view UKIP as a racist party? Uh, I think this is a perception which has been created uh, through the media and, and unfortunately uh, some um, uh, members, uh, you know, the UKIP is a new party, mm. uh, obviously the, the selection process itself has not been as rigorous as it should have been. So results have been, obviously, the certain comments made by certain individuals, they've been associated with the party as a policy. And, and you know, 
I am uh, a member of ethnic minority community. I'm an immigrant myself. I mean, I came here as an immigrant, and I don't believe that UKIP is a racist party. What's your What's your uh, ethnic background? If you don't, I wouldn't normally ask, but as you've raised it, I guess it is kind well, of relevant in this. What's uh, your background? Kashmiri. Okay. Yeah, I came to age, uh, came to the country at the age of fifteen. And what have you brought to the country? What I brought to the country. Yeah. When I came here, I had very little, uh, no English language. I went through an adult learning centre. See, UKIP wouldn't wouldn't have wanted. Isn't one of the the rules of UKIP or one of the ideals of UKIP is uh, people coming with very little and not speaking English that they, they frown upon that? No, uh, what UKIP is saying is basically. Would UKIP would UKIP allow people with very little who don't speak English to come into the country? What what. Look, I came as a child uh, yeah. to the country, but UKIP has a very clear policy, actually. That What's their policy on, on foreign people who, who have nothing and can't speak English? Uh, the, the policy, the right now, the policy is actually that people, uh, I mean, if children, they come with families, you know, the, the English is compulsory for the adults. And Could your have, parents speak English when they came? Uh, yes. Fluently? Uh, not fluently, no. And what did they have? What jobs did they have lined up when they came well, over? My, my, my parents, when, when, when they came to the country uh, back in the 60s, uh, in, in those days, you know, there was a huge requirement here for the labourers. So what, what jobs did they have lined up when they came over? Well, they, what they skills did they have? Very little skills. See, they wouldn't be allowed under UKIP, would they? The UKIP policy is a points-based policy where only people with, with specific skills are required to well, come over. It, they wouldn't have allowed your family uh, to come well, over if it happened uh, now. No, no, but the thing is, you, you, should, you should look at the time now, how things are changing right now. I mean, we have... Uh, we, UKIP wouldn't have allowed no, your family No, we, we have changed as a country. We had a different economic circumstances in those days. We had a different requirements in terms of immigration. Uh, we, we have very different requirements right now. And if you look at the situation right now, we should uh, control immigration, uh, make it fair immigration Stop system. people like your parents coming in? Uh, not stop people. Well, but they didn't speak English properly. They had no skills to contribute. They had no work lined up. The UKIP policy is they would not be allowed in. You would not be allowed in. No, no. When you compare the policy we have right now, because this is su su suiting the current circumstances of the country. I mean, right now, what sort of immigration we need? We need some. We don't need your parents, and we don't need you. If they were to apply now, yeah, if they were applied to now, but you're talking about football. So it's okay. But it's okay for you and your family because you're in now. You're you're in, and it's no, nice no, it's, and it's safe. Not, it's not. It's not okay for my family or other families. Issue is, as a country, at some point you have made some very tough decision. Right now, for example, the number of people we have living in this country and all the resources we have, from schooling to health, education, uh, infrastructure in place, can we? accommodate so many people coming to the country. Unfortunately, we can't. If you want to keep this country as a fairer society, as a tolerant society where people are accepted, you know, even it doesn't matter which part of the world they come from, then you have to have some form of control. Right now, we don't have any controls. And when you, you give examples like myself, for example, the people, immigrants from my family background, when they came to the country, we came through a controlled immigration system. There but, was but, but didn't speak no, English and no, had no, no skills no, but, and no but, but, work lined up. The, there was they a, wouldn't get no, in no, now. But there was a controlled immigration system in place at that time. We had to apply for a visa and come through a visa system. We could not come to the country, just wake up, and next day we arrive to the... Uh, uh, you know, the well, ne neither can people outside of the EU. And you wouldn't be able to stop people from the EU coming in. 
why can't you stop? I think I think Well, because we we're part of the European Union and the rules are that people travel freely. Now, whether that's right or wrong is by the by. You, the people outside of the EU still need a visa to come well, what, in and out. You people keep, in, in well, Europe well, don't. What we are trying to achieve is the UKIP is we, we want a clear referendum on EU or membership. Well, David Cameron's going to give that. So w w what is the point of UKIP? Do you think that uh, we have to wait till 2017? Well, David Cameron is... Is, is uh, UKIP promising a referendum on Europe or are you going to pull out if, if pull, you were look, to become no, the, 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 the leading first, party? No, we, we're going to pull out of European Union. We so you're not going to offer a referendum? Well, uh, if, if the, the, the people have choice, if, if David Cameron uh, offers a referendum, obviously... Yep. Which he uh, said he will do. Well, he said in 2017. Yeah, two years away. Are you going to offer a referendum or not? Because you just mentioned that you were. Yes. So UKIP, if UKIP, I will support a referendum. If UKIP became the leading political party and and won the election, UKIP would offer a re referendum. They wouldn't just pull out. Yes, of course we will. You will. The, the ref personally, I would support a referendum. Because I thought the whole premise of UKIP was they would pull out of Europe. Well, we will, and we know. The results of the referendum, if you look at the statistics right, right now, different polls and analyses, actually I think more than 60% of Brits, they want to pull out of European Union anyway. And, and where, is the, where are those figures from? Well, I was reading some figures yesterday in some of the... Uh, I, I, I don't know the exactly okay. uh, the It is a divisive party, UKIP, isn't it, by its very politics. And so you, you, you could understand why some people, A, might feel aggrieved that, that UKIP is setting up an office in Luton, although that's well within their rights, and also on the outskirts of Berry Park, which is a very ethnically diverse uh, location, and where you have, you have said yourself that, that um, uh, immigrants who don't speak English and uh, have no skills to offer would not be allowed in this country. There are many people in Berry Park whose English is limited at best. Well, why have you set the offices up there? Why? Why? I mean, look, we can off set an office anywhere. I come from that part of the uh, area, Bury Park. Uh, we, we, we found a vacant shop unit there and we decided to open an office. It's, it's not that we're going to grieve anyone. It's basically uh, people need to understand right now the UK policy on immigration and especially calling for controlled immigration is for benefit for everyone's benefit. What is very quickly, what is the UKIP policy on immigration so that people are clear? The UKIP's policy on immigration is the first, the most important thing is to have a controlled immigration system in place. But you can't so control the Europe. People, no, we have to control Europe. You can't. No, but we can't, but we want control over Europe. But you can't. No, we want the same system. If we come in power, yeah. we will have one immigration system for everyone. Doesn't matter from which part but of the world you can't control Europe. From. Unless you pull out of Europe, you can't control European immigration. But again, that's the whole purpose of you keep fighting these elections. We want the British people to support us so that we can make uh, concrete decisions on our membership of EU. Okay. What people do, do you want to come into this country? The people uh, in the future, people uh, with skills. Which skills? People with skills, uh, different areas, for example. Which, are, which different areas? Uh, it, it depends on if, if there are need in certain... Um, for example? Yes. For example, um, uh, soft engineers. Okay, we need soft engineers, do we? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they're shortage. Yeah. Uh, uh, nurses, they're coming. Yeah. Doctors. Okay. They've been coming to a country traditionally for many years. Mm -hmm. uh, some. So doctors, nurses, and soft engineers could come in. Uh, and. Uh, if, if they are they are need, I mean, it's, it's all based on need. But you must have a list, that if this is the policy, there must be a list of, of, of there must have a well, list, table of list, need. List, list will be, obviously, uh, published in due course. Well, you know, you will be analysing your industrial sectors, different employment sectors. When, when, when will that list, will that list be published before the general election? Hopefully, 
the, some of the things will be in our manifesto, actually. OK, so the list, the, 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 the list of people that we require uh, the, the, for, for different jobs will be listed in the manifesto. Yes. yes. So that we will know which... Uh, and, and, and secondly, you know, last week uh, uh, I was uh, listening to when Nigel Farage made the employers, they should choose the British first. Uh, we should give the... Uh, 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 and I, I was listening to comments made by several people, even on the radio show, I think it was with JVS. Uh, one thing I want to clear is this, that when Nigel said that the, we should give importance to British residents, yeah. the word, I think, was used, the residents, in terms of employment opportunities. And I think he was absolutely right. Your parents I, wouldn't have no, got that no, work I, I give you an example. But no. your parents wouldn't no, have got a job no, then. Can I give you an example? British residents. You're turning your back on your parents. No, no, I'm not turning my back on my parents. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Countries, they make decisions based on needs and situations. Yeah. In 2003, I applied for a job in Dubai. Yeah. I had a PhD. I fulfilled all the requirements. I went through the interview process. Finally, the company in Dubai came back to me. They said, you know what? We can't employ you. Mm. Only for one reason. Because you're not a Dubai national. Because the law in Dubai is th that if there is a job opportunity, the employer must give first preference to a Dubai national. Would you want to make that law in this country? No. Now, right now, if you see the unemployment amongst all young people, mm. doesn't matter which background, which color they belong to, is very high. I mean, even last week... Would you want to make that law, the law in Dubai, where they have to give uh, uh, the a priority... Preference. preference. You, would, you would like to make that law in this country? Of course. Well, then your, your parents need to step down from whatever job it is they've been doing, because well, that your parents would have been excluded from, from that. They wouldn't yeah, have been allowed but, but, to work. But, but, but rather than talking about historical situations, but we, should, we should look into the future. I mean, look... No, but, it, things, but it, it is not, pertinent. No, you're no, you're no, turning no, your back... If, if, no, no, if your it's, parents it's not, had come over no, with these rules in place, they would not have been given a job. It's not turning back is it's basically looking at the situation right now and and who is important it's to okay us right for now. you and your parents because you've slipped in under the net but now you no. want to change it that's what it sounds like no, no no it's not it's not it's not that i want to change it i think the country needs change because we have so many young people born and brought up in this country right now and they are unemployed uh, the wages are suppressed we have been um, we've been talking about care homes i don't know if you i don't know if you've ever been into a yes. care home or seen care homes the majority of people that work in care homes are um, are immigrants are polish uh, Czechs, um, uh, Romanians, very, no, maybe not so many Romanians, but a lot of uh, Polish and Czechs. They do that job because British people don't want to do that job. If, if we turn down immigrants for work, then the NHS would fail. Care homes would fail, wouldn't they? Because there's nobody that wants to do those jobs. No. One of the reasons, you must ask another question. Why the British people... Or you could address that point. No, no, I can address that point. Why, why British people don't want to do their job? Why? The reason is being the wages are suppressed. These care homes... If, if you put the wages up in care homes and the wages should be more, those care, homes, those care homes would close down because nobody could afford... The country would go bankrupt. No, they, they would not close down. The country if, would go bankrupt if, because we if, couldn't afford the bill. No, no. Uh, if... if, if, if if the wages are fairer and the people are motivated, and I, I can assure you that there are many people in the country here, those are willing to work and find employment opportunities. But unfortunately, it's much easier for people. So you would put minimum for, wage up? For, for businesses, for businesses, yes, we will. Uh, for businesses, it's much easier for some businesses or certain businesses actually to look at their profitability rather than look at the other side of things like 
the conscious, the moral, morally, would they employ somebody locally? Mm. Would they uh, look after somebody is from from their area, from their locality? I mean, this, these are, these are some some questions, right, which which are associated with or moral understanding of the situation. But going back to again, giving priority, in my views, mm. to somebody who is resident here for employment is a fair thing to do. Mm. And when we compare ourselves going back to 60s and 50s and 70s, things were very different. And now things are very different. In those days, we did not have such a large number of people uh, from immigrant communities in the country. But right now, we have. We have people of all colors, all nationalities, all sort of views. And you know what? There was a Guardian report, even the shadow minister uh, uh, for, for the Labour Party mentioned the unemployment amongst British-born ethnic minority graduates mm. is the highest, almost 41,000 of them are unemployed mm. in the country, across the country. Question is why? They're born and bred here. Some of them are graduates. They have skills. Probably because there are more of them than there were 10, 15 years ago. It's not that. It's, it's basically when the employers or some employers take an abandoned number of people coming to the country yeah. from outside, work, willing to work for a very low wage, they would employ them. How do you know that it's not because because more and more people are going to university more and more there are more and more graduates coming out with degrees well, how do we know it's we're not flooding well, the market well, where, 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 where do you know that from? statistically right now that lots of people are going to the university because of the tuition fees I mean look at the tuition fees yeah but people you know, are still going to university that that's had or, or, whether that's right or wrong that people pay nine thousand pounds a term or whatever it is up to nine thousand pounds a term there are still more people going to university than ever before so more people are coming out of university than ever before with degrees. Yeah, but, but, so you yeah. can't you can't necessarily say the reason that number of people are coming out with degrees and not getting work is because of immigration. It's because there are more of them with degrees. No, I mean immigration is a serious issue. If you talk to local people, the people living in the area for last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, even people like myself. Um, but you're an immigrant. Well, That's what I don't understand. Uh, you're an immigrant. You're well, one well, of the people that well, you're well, complaining I, about. I, and I'm proud of that because this country, our country, has always welcomed immigrants. But now but you don't it, want to. No, we've, the had, we've got enough. No, no, to, to the control system. Yeah. I mean, what we need to do is have a control system in place. Okay, one, so we've got one, enough now. One, one rule for everyone, like Australians have. New Zealand has a system in place. Canadians have. When it, but look, Australia introduced the point system, yes. immigration went up or down? Um, up. up. It went up. Immigration went up. So you're, you're effectively, you're saying you want a system that would allow more people to come in. No, it went up based on needs. Look, if we believe in this country, if we need more immigration, if we need more skills people, through a fair controlled system, I have no problem with that. But issue is uncontrolled mass immigration, mm. which is changing the makeup of our country. And actually society at all, uh, if you look at the overall picture of the society, uh, issues which we, we, uh, we can address, for example, is that there's a shortage of everything in terms of schooling, the class sizes in schools, mm. uh, infrastructure, from transportation to anything you mention. Can we cater for so many people? Is our NHS designed? For example, if you build a house for four, bed, four, 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 fam four members of family yeah. and you, go, you, you bring 20 uh, people in, in, into the house, how are you going to manage it? Well, how, what, what, what does it matter how many people are living in a house if they're living in... I don't understand that point. Well, well, the point is, as a country, 
or a government, yeah. we, we make certain decisions and we make... Uh, but I don't get the house point. What, no, what no, but the house, if you buy a house, you, li- uh, you no, 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 live well, in there. The, the house is this. Like, if you consider this country as a, as a, as a house for all of us, as a family home, yes? Um, okay, different. I, I'm going to go with it, although it's tenuous, yes. Yeah, yes, okay. Now, it's designed for a certain number of people. How many people? Well... Is it a four-bedroom house that we're living in? Is it, well, is it well, a, a, a detached? Well, look, I, I'll give you an example. But this, is it a bungalow? This, no, no, but it's, it's a country we live in yes. which, which has tolerated everyone, which has given the basic rights yeah. to all of us. Yeah. Uh, we have been, uh, I, I, I believe, since I've been in this country for 26 years, this is one of the most tolerant society I've ever been to. And you'd like to change that? No, tolerant society. Do you want to keep that level of tolerance in place? Yes. So if you want to keep that, you should control your borders. So we're going to remain tolerant by turning some people away? Of course, of course you have to. So who are we going to, are we going to, are we going to kick Look, people out? Yeah, are we going to ask no, people no, to leave? No, we're not asking people to leave. So people Look, are here UK can stay. policy is not deportation of anyone no. who is legally resident in this country. Okay. None of those people, those live here legally, will be deported to anywhere, wherever they come from. Mm-hmm. Our policy is, in future, we need to control immigration. And that's the that's that's. I'm still not co- completely sure how you we, we, listen. We, we're running out of time, Yasin, and I appreciate you you you, you expanding on some of the the, 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 the the finer points of the UKIP uh, manifesto to be. Let's just quickly get back to the reason you're here. The, the office is opening up. Is it opening up? It's today, is it? No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, and oh, it's Friday, isn't it? Uh, and and what what are you what are you planning? What are you what are you going to be doing? We have a uh, 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 couple of high-profile people coming to the office. Who's uh, coming? Uh, one of them is uh, Stu Dagnew, uh, MEP yep. uh, f- for the region. Uh, there, were, there will be several people coming from Bedfordshire branch, mm-hmm. um, um, Hamel Hampstead, uh, hopefully from Watford. Um, uh, we have uh, a large local membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Luton, um, uh, in, in the last European election, just gone. Uh, we were the second largest party in Luton in terms of number of votes. Mm-hmm. UKIP had about 11,000, nearly 11,000 votes. Mm. So, uh, will, will there be tea and cake tomorrow? Of course. Excellent. Then that's that's all. Yasin, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Beat that, Paxman. It was, uh, Interesting fella. Yasin Raymond there from uh, from the Luton South branch of UKIP. And um, uh, good for him for uh, sitting there and defending himself robustly. Have we got any texts? Uh, yeah, we have. Have yeah. you logged into the text machine? Yes, I have. Wowzers. Wowzers. Oh, you want me to read them? Yes, please. The cake... Oh. The oh. cake that was causing too much trouble. Please, oh, please tell me it was a fruit cake. living in hope, Dave. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Gary from Leighton Buzzard. Didn't this gay cake fiasco not happen last year to cracking show keep up the good work? Thanks very much for, the, for that. Hope you're well. Concerning the bakers, I disagree. If I'm offered a job with an employer who I later discover is gay, is it then OK for me to refuse to speak to him and stop work because of my views? Great show as always. Don't forget the new Justin clip. Thanks, Elliot and Buff. OK. Muffin Hanslow. Cream horn. <laughs> I think the cake makers would have made the cake but the decoration required was not to their ideals I recall when ordering a set of football kits the owner of the company refused to put 13 on the second goalkeeper shirt uh, I think it's quite the same 
took the order without the number and got it added elsewhere. Maffin Hanslope. I mean, I think they've picked the wrong fella to do battle with. I've got some more detail on it if you would like. Yeah, this is the story. For those who, who um, uh, missed it, um, I, I tell you what, let's do that in a second. I've just got, let me just go, go to this caller. Morning, Ian. Morning. What have you got for us, boss? I, I just think the last chap that you were talking to, the, I thought the radio set was a bit obnoxious. The bloke was talking about moving forward with instruction. You kept reverting back to saying his parents he wouldn't have slipped in under the system. An unemployment problem where our own people should be doing jobs, whether they want to do them or not, they shouldn't be given a choice. You know, they should be filling these... People, our, our own people, Ian, whatever that means, I don't know what that means, and we can investigate that, but our own people are given the option for these jobs. They say no. Well, well, they should be, you know, they're giving in other, in other countries, they're not given the choices benefits, they don't receive money. Ah, it's so, be- the benefits is the problem. Pardon? Benefits is the problem you're saying. No, well, what it is, these people aren't benefits. Some people would rather just sit there, not only a small minority... These people on benefits. Yeah. Nothing. You ever been on benefits, Ian? Yes, I have. It's horrible, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it's absolutely horrible, and it's uh, a, a terrible situation to be in. Yes. And uh, uh, you just said yourself, it's a small minority that sit on their backsides. Exactly. Okay, so if if you put the small minority to one side, the vast majority who won't want to work, why don't they do the crappy jobs that all the the Polish people do? Well, because everyone in this world wants to better themselves and to move on. I took the first job I could to get off. Well, you've just argued against it, Ian. Ian, you've just argued against yourself. You said that the majority of people want to work. Well, then why aren't they doing the jobs, the poorly paid jobs in care homes where they've got to wipe old people's backsides? Because there's too many people coming in, taking the job. No, no, no. They could go for those jobs themselves. They, They don't. Why don't they? Because I don't want it because I get money for nothing. No, 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 Ian, 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 you're arguing against yourself. Focus. You've said it's a small minority of of people signing on that that don't want to work. Let's put those to one side. So the vast majority of people signing on that want to work, why aren't they working in care homes, wiping old people's backsides for minimum wage? The simple fact is that maybe they've been trained to do other jobs and they don't want to do that for law in the profession. So, so hang on, so it's... So it's 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 a it's a majority of people that want to sit on their backsides. Then that chap who was on there, I don't know his name. He talked absolute sense. No, but you're, you're and Ian, you're with the, Ian, with the greatest respect, you're, you're Ian, with the greatest respect, you're not because you're contradicting yourself. Now focus. I'm going to give you one more chance. You're saying, you're saying, I'll give you one more chance, Ian, because you're not doing very well. You're saying that there are a small minority of people that don't want to work. Okay. Exactly. Let's put those to one side. They're gone. Let's focus on the big majority of people that are signing on that do want to work, okay? So they want to work, they're keen to work, they'll take any job. Why aren't they going to work in care homes? How do you know they will take any job? Oh, flip it, Ian, because that's the argument you just put forward, mate. Flip it, neck. Ian, try again. Try again. Listen back to yourself. See where you went wrong and try again. 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 18 for Chorleywood because of a broken down crane which is causing delays. And anti-clockwise on the M25, it's looking slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. On the M1 towards London, it's looking slow through Junction 9 for Redbourne. And in Beaconsfield on the speed sensors on Park Lane, it's very slow at Candlemas Lane. On the tra- 
trains, the 746 service from Welling Garden City to Moorgate is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.46, it's Friday the 27th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to the plane crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And a poll of viewers gave David Cameron a narrow victory over Ed Miliband in last night's first live election debates. Let's get the weather! Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the weather with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hello, yeah. Go on, Elizabeth, let's have it. Oh, hello, good morning. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty nice day today. Some sunny spells around, nice and pleasant in the sunshine with just light winds. Top temperatures of up to 11 Celsius, 52 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, things will turn quite cloudy, quite murky. A few outbreaks of drizzle into tomorrow morning, but mild as well, some milder air pushing through. So we'll start off the day tomorrow on 6 or 7 degrees. Cloudy through the morning, some spells of rain through the first part of the afternoon, then brightening up. It will turn very breezy over the weekend. A strong western wind on Saturday, a strong northwesterly wind on Sunday. That'll blow down a few showers and it will also feel a bit chillier. There's your weekend weather. Thank you, Elizabeth! Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio we will get back to the gay cake story the gate we will do that i promise we're all over the shop this morning i apologize a well in garden city woman was so shocked to see an apparently terrified cat being walked on a lead She's posted a video of the incident online. You can see it if you go to our Facebook page. It's Lily Dance's video. Lily uh, joins you on the line now. Morning, Lily. Hiya. Uh, so where and when did this happen? Tell, tell us what, what you saw. So basically on Sunday, I was on Beehive Lane waiting for my friend outside the dentist. And um, I saw the lady obviously walking her cat about five o'clock it was. And the cat's on a lead. Yeah. Um, and from the, the, the video I've seen, it's only about d d 10 seconds long. It's quite short. Um, uh, it, 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 it's kind of... Well, it looks like it's it's being dragged. Yeah, the cat is being dragged down the road. It's certainly walking reluctantly. Is, is it... Uh, is it a, does it look like a particularly expensive cat, or is it just a moggy, do you think? It just looked like a normal cat, but it looked quite young, to be honest. Yeah. You went and spoke to the woman, did you? No, I just kind of stood out the window, maybe you should pick your cat up, because doesn't look overly happy about being walked. And, and did the woman say anything? No, she just carried on walking. It's weird, isn't it? It's really, really weird. 
I think somebody else had a confrontation with her. I saw it on a post on Facebook on Spotted Well and Garden. Right. And apparently picking the cat up actually off the floor by its neck on the lead. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, you posted this video online. What's the reaction been like? To be honest, I didn't think this reaction would happen at all. Like, everybody's, like, saying animal cruelty and how they can't believe she's walked the cat, and then other people are saying it's only a cat and I don't see the problem with walking it, it's just giving it exercise. So, completely different reactions from a lot of people. The, the thing is, I, I have heard of cats being walked on leads before, particularly if they're very expensive cats. You know some cats cost, like, three, four hundred quid, and yeah. um, they, they kind of stay indoors and their owners take them out on leads. And uh, back in the past years ago when I had a dog and I walked it sometimes you needed to um, encourage it slightly how long did you see that the cat being pulled like this for the whole way down Beehive Lane so probably a good five minutes okay. to be honest yeah. and you've, so, not, yeah. you've not seen her since no, I'm not. I'm, like, I live in Hitchin, so um, I'm not really. I'm not really in that area overly often. How how were your friend's teeth? Were they all right? Yeah, they're all good to be honest. She Excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Good. Well, I'm glad that's Lily. I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing the video. If you look at the Facebook page, I'd love to get your comments on it. Alice Potter is a, a companion animal scientist for the RSPCA. What's a companion animal scientist, Alice? <laughs> Good question. Um, so the RSPCA has a team of scientists. Um, which support um, all of the work that the RSPCA does. So that means um, supporting our animal centres and branches, our campaigns, our prosecutions teams, and it means also providing um, scientific and technical advice to external okay. bodies like the government if needed. Walking cats on leads is um, unusual, but it, 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 it does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, it does happen, yeah, and like you say, it isn't really common, but um, it does happen. What, what's the RSPCA's view on, on, on cats on leads in general? Um, our view is that we do have some concerns. All cats, like people, are individuals, so it will depend on the individual cat. Um, the types of concerns we have are the fact that it doesn't really go in line with the cat's natural behaviour. Yeah. They're not dogs. They haven't been domesticated for as long as dogs have, and they're not used to being in that kind of close proximity to us. You know, when we have puppies, from very early on, they get used to wearing a collar and a lead or a harness, and they're walked around. Unless kittens have been introduced at an early age, it's likely to be a kind of scary and an unusual experience for them. You've seen so the footage. You've seen the footage of this cat, I believe. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on it? Yeah, it's hard to say because obviously, like you said, it's such a snippet. Yeah. And um, the cat does look like it's kind of being dragged um, and looks a bit distressed. You know, it's kind of it's putting its its front paws down like it wants to stop. Um, without seeing any more, it's hard to know how comfortable the cat is generally with walking on the lead. But it gives the impression that that particular cat wasn't particularly comfortable or relaxed about the situation. Um, if, uh, if, if, if you saw something like that happening in the street, what, what would you do? Would you go and speak to the woman? I would probably, um, just try and take down as many details as I can, um, about the identity of the cat and the identity the, the of what? the person. The identity of the cat? How would, how yeah, would you well, do that, Alice? description, just black and white with a big bushy tail. <laughs> it had a red collar, didn't it? And it yeah. had a harness. 
and the lady and the location and yeah. I would I would contact the RSPCA's 24-hour cruelty line and report it okay. onto there if I had concerns. And finally, Alice, the, the, have I got this right? The RSPCA's policy is that cats are way better than dogs. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Excellent right, stuff, yeah. Alice. Thank you very much for being a good sport. Alice Potter, companion annual, uh, animal scientist for the RSPCA. Cats are way better than dogs, guys. You know my thoughts on this. What A better than dogs. Uh, if you want to see the video, it's on our Facebook page. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Hello, Counties I. Radio. We live in a world... We played a song by the birds earlier on, Eight Miles High. We live in a world where I can tweet something and David Crosby from the birds and indeed Crosby, Stills and Nash can either reply to it or, as he's done this morning, retweet it. I salute you, Mr Crosby. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right, the gay cake. The gay cake. It's, uh, is it Northern Ireland or, yes. or Southern Ireland? Republic? It's Northern Ireland. Um, a, a baker uh, refused to put a, a pro-gay marriage slogan, excuse me, on a cake, a bit windy pops, and he's, it's now going to court. Yeah. Here's the BBC's account of what happened. I think the, the baker is within his rights as a self-employed uh, person to turn down work if he wants. It depends how he did it. I think the mistake was in expressing the view. Well, did he express the he view did. to the customer? OK, t- let's, let's hear the BBC, which are, which are never biased or incorrect. Are they? Well, I mean, we have to say as well that they've chosen to do this, and this is the word of a uh, gay activist. Yep. So a gay if- activist. I don't think you can call him that. OK. Um, so he is going to kick off about it, isn't he? It's yep. kind of his job. Acto gay? A man has told a court in Belfast that a baker's refusal to make a cake with a slogan in support of gay marriage made him feel like a lesser person. Asher's Baking Company faces a discrimination case brought with the support of the Equality Commission. Gareth Lee says he was treated with courtesy... No relation. What will you say? When he placed the order, he was treated with courtesy when he placed the order, but the bakery later said it could not fulfil it as it was a Christian firm. He said the woman who telephoned him about this was apologetic. However, he said he felt he was not worthy of service because he was gay. That's what this hinges on. Okay, so, but they they were apologetic... Um, and they didn't, we're Christians. they didn't say it's because you're you're dirty gays. No, we're, not we're, Christians. Gonna, we're not going to make the cake. That's no. I'm so sorry, sir. It's because we're Christians. We can't make the cake. Mr. Lee said, "I expressed disbelief. I couldn't believe this was happening. This is Northern Ireland. This shouldn't happen." It's Northern Ireland. Well, hang on a second. Well, it's no, Northern Ireland. No, but it's not Southern Ireland. It's not. No, but Catholic, still, it's, you know, but Catholic. still, it's Northern Ireland. He told a barrister... Well, you know, lots of people in Northern Ireland consider themselves more secular. He told a who? He told a barrister... What was he doing in Costas? Not a barrister. For the firm, he later realised he'd been dealing with the firm's owner, Karen MacArthur. Mr Lee told the county court in Belfast, I wasn't asking anyone to support my views on anything. It was just an everyday transaction. Mr Lee wanted the cake to include a slogan that said, support gay marriage, along with a picture of Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) And the logo of the Queer Space organisation. What's the logo of the Queer Space? Because that could be... Let me just... It's not a, you know, a willy or anything. Oh, mate! There's no reason why you wouldn't... What? Come on, don't lower it to that. Well, I'm just saying it's not an offensive thing. Earlier on uh, Thursday, the court was told by Mr Lee's barrister that the company had broken the law by turning down his order. But his barrister would say that. That's his job. OK, well, here's... Um, uh, OK, well, that's what the cake... I, I can say they, they, the cake is here. Um, I mean, I think that the uh, bakers was... It sounds like they did it in a, in a very polite fashion. The mistake they made was giving the excuse to a gay rights activist. The mistake they made was being honest? Yeah. 
Wow. With someone whose job it is to flag up things like this. Oh, so hang on, we've got to be, we've got to tread carefully, have we, around activists. Have we got got take, got to take an activist? Well, oh, it might be an activist. Okay. Don't say anything because okay. then it might be go. an activist. And the if you're being interviewed, <laughs> if you're being interviewed by the Daily Mail, would you be careful? I'll be careful when I speak to anybody. I wouldn't. I don't see activism. <laughs> oh, shut up! You're <laughs> such. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane close between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 18 for Chorleywood because the crane's broken down. And also anti-clockwise on the M25, it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. On the M1 towards London, it's very busy through Junction 9 for Redbourne. And in Watford, it's looking slow on Beach and Grove around Escort Road. In High Wycombe, having a look at the speed sensors on Amersham Hill and it's looking quite slow into High Wycombe, but it's not any major delays there this morning. And looking at the train departure there are no major problems showing up there either at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Sammy. The Trav. Hey, Dealey's been a bit quiet. Strange last hour. We'll get Dealey as soon as we can into the show. I miss his luscious, sexy tones. Gay cake. UKIP. Oh, and all kinds of bits and pieces. Coming up after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. Luton Airlines change flight rules after Alps crash. Bedfordshire care home boss to be sentenced and Stevenage driver quickest in Malaysia. BBC Three Counties Radio. A number of airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have changed their flight procedures from this morning in response to Tuesday's plane crash in the French Alps. French officials say it was caused by the co-pilot Andreas Lubitz from Germany, who locked the captain out of the cockpit. German police say they have made a significant discovery at his home but haven't given details. The airlines say they will now have two crew members in the cockpit at all times. Captain Mike Vivian is a former Civil Aviation Authority inspector. I would hope that there's going to be a long, calm, cool look at what has taken place when the evidence has become available because at the moment we haven't got it all. If we have to put somebody else on, what you're actually saying is I don't trust the person who's remaining in the flight deck and that's a serious step to take. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. Mohamed Zarouk, whose company GA Properties ran Mepishal Care Home, pleaded guilty to the charges brought by the health and safety executive. Two carers of 100-year-old May Ward hadn't had proper training. Mrs Ward's son John is angry the carers have never faced a trial. It's sickening. You know, when someone dies like that, and it's the, it's the cause of neglect or carelessness, the health and safety rules were broken, why were they left, allowed to leave the country without being at trial or anything like that? A man will appear at Luton Crown Court today, charged with committing murder at a travellers' site in Buckinghamshire. 33-year-old Addy McAllister from Derbyshire is accused of killing Adam Fennelly from Dunstable in the village of Nash last week. A second man remains in custody. Two men from Luton have been charged with terror offences following an investigation by Scotland Yard officers. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson and 62-year-old Shah Jahan Khan are accused of inviting support for a banned organisation, both 
both have been bailed to appear in court next month. Both the Conservatives and Labour are claiming victory in last night's leaders' televised election programme. An ICM poll of viewers gave David Cameron a 54 to 46% victory over Ed Miliband. The UKIP candidate for Luton South says they are expecting protests when they open a campaign office in the town this weekend, but Yasin Raymond says opening an office in Berry Park is not inflammatory. We can off set an office anywhere. I come from that part of the uh, area, Berry Park. Uh, we, we, we found a vacant shop unit there and we decided to open an office. It's, it's not that we're going to grief anyone. It's basically uh, people need to understand right now the UK policy on immigration and especially calling for controlled immigration is for benefit, for everyone's benefit. In sport, world champion Lewis Hamilton has recovered from an early setback to set the fastest time in second practice for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver had suffered an engine failure in first practice. And ahead of tomorrow's trip to Northampton, Luton have signed Aston Villa left-back Lewis Kinsella on loan. The weather try with sunny spells, a maximum temperature today 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. We're mourning the loss of Zayn Malik from One Direction and... Seriousness, I... He's not died. Oh, no, 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 no. I uh, sympathise and empathise with those young women who are upset by this. This is genuinely a, a, a very emotional... It's like, um... Well, it's like losing a loved one. It's like splitting up with your first boyfriend. It's a big thing for these girls. Right, there's a lot of sarcasm and, and taking the mick out. I genuinely think it's a big deal for these, these, these kids. Gay Cake was the uh, baker in Isle Northern Ireland right to uh, refuse to put a gay slogan on a cake. I, I think she was. You're self-employed, you turn down work. If you don't want it. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll have um, we'll have Delia at some point. I missed Delia in the last day. Only Texas. Yeah, we we've got on. loads. Go um, why is your station so anti-British? Says Tony in Wellin, uh, making UKIP and others who want to protect the British way of life out as racist. This country has gone to the dogs. Um, Would your petulant DJs be giving this same attitude if he was interviewing a jihad? Sorry. When. <laughs> Well, first of all, at no point did I uh, accuse UKIP of being racist, and if that had been someone, uh, I, I would have, I would have given anybody from You'd have any said the party. Same to a jihad, would you? I wouldn't have spoken. Well, if a jihad came in here, I'd be saying, "What do you want me to do, boss?" I would have, I would have given the same grilling to anybody from any political party. So well, thank you very Tony much says, indeed. When, not if, this country becomes a Muslim country, oh. will us Brits then have any rights? Oh, Tony, you're you're an idiot. Jog on. Next. When, when it becomes a Muslim, get out of here. Go and listen to another station. I don't want you listening. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Marion and Hemel, are you keep going to stop emigration as well from Marion and Hemel? Okay. I don't know. Probably not. 
Uh, Tony, what another Tony, what are you trying to say? Do you think immigration should be controlled? If so, how? I think they're talking to uh, Yassine, who we spoke to earlier on. And, and fair play to Yassine. He, he was booked in for 10 minutes. He stayed for almost half an hour and he took he took the questioning in the spirit it was intended. And well done for him. I thought he defended himself brilliantly. Oh, hang on a minute. No, he's talking to you, Tony. Is. Oh, yeah? What are you trying to say? Do you think immigration should be controlled? If so, how? How many people should be allowed in each year? The UKIP spokesman uh, spoke a lot of sense. History is history and the future needs controlling. Wow. Too many European migrant workers are being... Exp- Oh, too many European yep. migrant workers are being exploited okay. by foreign company owners. Foreign company owners. Okay. Why are the European workers not wiping the backsides of old people in their own country? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but thank you very much for the text. Shock from Maff in Hanslope. What? Bert and Ernie are now gay? Yep. This activist has got his rights to a gay marriage. If the baker won't make him a fairy cake... Oh. A then he should pop the butchers cream and horn. see if he's going to sell him some... Well, I'm not going to say that word. Stereotypes Pork work chops. both ways. Hope Sesame Street sue him, says Maff in Hanslope. Pork chops? Ribs? Um, oh, sausage. I'm sure. No. I don't know who that is. Hang on a minute, go on. Oh, come on, Maff, please. Helen and Milton Keynes, is Ashes the only bakers in Belfast? I wonder why they were chosen, as it's clear from the company website that they hold Christian beliefs and may refuse to undertake certain work. Perhaps the activist chose them in the hope they could charge them with anti-gay attitudes and put them out of business. This activist is annoying me, right? You, You go to a baker and they say no, you go to the next baker down the street. That's all you've got to do. For goodness sake! Apparently he's been to them before without any problem, but uh, he wasn't uh, asking for an obviously... The cream uh, horn. <laughs> he wasn't asking them for anything with a political slogan on it. Supposing... Uh, and that... Ah! That's the thing. Thank you. Thank you. Political slogan. So, um, uh, it, it, they would be... For example, let's assume that this, 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 this uh, baker were a, were a staunch conservative. If they were asked to make a cake with a Labour slogan... It's not the same. No, it's political. You, you, you've said political. Yeah, it's political, but it's it's political. In, the same way that this, in the same way that the if civil rights movement is bound up with politics. Oh, good comeback. Fair play. Give you that. But uh, if it's a political slogan, they are well within their rights to say, well, I don't want to do this. Yeah, don't agree then, with these politics. But then don't cite Christianity as the reason why. It's not, it's not that. It's taking you two hours and eight minutes to uh, uh, get me with the, in the ghoulies. Was that what they call it in cricket? The ghoulies? The goonies? If you like. Googles? I think I got you anyway. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, very sad story. We spoke to... Uh, to uh, John May earlier on, uh, who I think is a very brave gentleman. He's um, he, uh, John Ward. I do apologise. Thank you, John Ward. Thank you. Um, who is a very brave gentleman who lost his mum May Ward uh, almost five years ago. How? Well, she was a hundred years old. She was in a care home. She was being hoisted up by a sling, which they use regularly, and uh, was dropped on the floor. Cracked her head open, uh, all kinds of uh, mischief happened in trying to cover up the mistake, and she passed away. Well, today, uh, Mohamed Zarouk, the managing director of the company which ran the care home in Bedfordshire, will be sentenced. His company, GA Properties, ran Mepeshul Care Home and pleaded guilty to the charges brought by the Health and Safety Executive. Joined now by Frank Ursel, who's from the Registered Nursing Home Association, which campaigns for better standards. Morning, Frank. Good morning, Ian. What sort of sentence could the manager of the care home receive today? He's gone into liquidation, I believe, so any financial uh, imposition he possibly won't have to, to, to pay. Could he go to prison for this? 
I, I suppose he could. I mean, it's uh, it is usually a financial. It's a fine that, that, that the magistrates usually uh, usually give. I mean, it's, uh, it will be different by by circumstances, but the case. But, but I have to say, if you look back over of, uh, over where there's deaths occurred in the past on the health and safety of prosecutors, the, the usual fine is around about a hundred thousand uh, pounds. So something significant to matter. Um, this 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 could have been avoided uh, uh, because it was uh, the, the Mary was on one of those hoists, one of those portable hoists where you can lift yeah. someone up and then you can kind of move them around uh, a little bit. The, the carers hadn't received the proper training. How much training is given to to, to care workers in in homes like this? Well, there's there's, there's, a, there's a whole range of, of training. I mean, if, if we're just dealing with this one aspect of it, it's just you know, it's um, it's 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 it's. Um, Lifting uh, uh, people uh, generally, manual handling is an awful term, but it, it, it's, it's the health and safety clinics all for for this this area. It's it's one of those things. It's, it's the sort of training that's given on induction. If I think back to when I opened my, my nursing home 30 years ago, we, we, we didn't have a hoist for the first 10 years. But now, uh, you know, we've got a hoist on each floor. It's, it's part and parcel of everything we do. And so it's a key part of, uh, of, of, our, of, uh, of our work. And therefore, it's key that all the staff are trained properly in the use of the, the hoist. And it should have happened in the first, in the first day. It should have been one of the first things that's done on that, that first day. Well, oh, they're, they're such an integral part of, of care homes, aren't they, these days, these they hoists? Are, no. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's taken five years, almost five years, since the death of Mary to get to this stage. That seems like an incredibly long time, doesn't it? I must admit, when I, when I heard that first heard that, I thought, I can't quite work out what's taken five years to get there, whether it's uh, the fact they understand the care assistance have, have left the country again, and whether they're trying to get to spend some time trying to, to get to speak to those first. I, I, I don't know. It's uh, matter enough to take up, I suppose, with the Crown Prosecution Service, but it seems inordinately too long. It, 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 it's sad for the son because he's had to live with, with grief for all of this period without having any completion. Um, and, and on this show, we don't like to kind of, you know, create panic. Most care workers in most care homes are thoroughly decent people who are excellent at their job and are there for the right reasons, aren't they, Frank? Absolutely. And, and again, if you, if, if you take the fact that there's about nearly half a million people in care homes at the moment, if you think that those half a million people are probably having um, three or four uh, incidents with hoists every, every day, we've, we've got a large amount going on. So it's key that we're, that we, that we're good at this, and we mm. are generally good at this. And when you do get the, 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 you know, the, 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 the one that goes wrong, I mean, it's, uh, then it's only right that, uh, uh, that all the forces that can be used mm. that go against that, that person. But, Frank, uh, finally, while I've got you on, I would just kind of this, the conversation we were having this morning links in with this. My mum's in a care home, and um, uh, uh, the majority of people that work in that care home are foreign. There's a lot of Polish girls in there, bizarrely some Japanese people, uh, but, but a lot of foreign people. And I know that's kind of, that happens across the board. Why do you think there are so many Europeans working in care homes? Well, England, of course, is, is a big attraction, and uh, and so they, they, the intention of the, the worker is to come to England. We, we have a problem in that local authorities aren't prepared to fund the, the sort of care that we provide properly, and so we, we find local people aren't willing to work for the national minimum wage, which is so common. Mm. Whereas people from abroad are prepared to work for that, and so it's uh, uh, and, and and as um, we, we can no longer recruit from outside of uh, of the EU to this sort of post, mm. um, then uh, it, it, it's invariably it's, it's the issue of parents who, who who want to come here to to, to do that. It's uh, the, the the bottom line is, is it, just a simple fact: the, um, the BBC programme a year ago on uh, protecting that 
parents identified that uh, in a hospital in Birmingham, the cost of a long-term bed was £230 a day or £2,000 a week. Mm. Birmingham City Council don't pay £600 for a nursing home bed. That puts it in stark contrast, I think. Mm. Frank, I really appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you. Frank Ursel from the Registered Nursing Home Association campaigning for better standards. Um, and most carers, I, I, you know, the, the, a lot of other shows might do that panicking thing. And this incident that happened to um, uh, to uh, um, Mary um, was... Sorry, I said May earlier on. It's Mary, isn't it? Oh, is, I've got it. I've got two different names written down. It's May. It is it's May, May, isn't it? I've got someone that says Mary later on in the script. Uh, the incident that happened to May is uh, is, um, is is very very rare. And uh, while it's absolutely horrible, the majority of people doing these jobs are pretty darn good. Right. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel in a second. Where is she? Don't know. Well, let's press the button and let's hope. I could do it. Nah. Uh, uh, I can tell you about the M25. No, no. On lanes no, closed. No, 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 no. Well, um, is she going to come or...? Uh... It might be because she's got beef from earlier on. Oh, we, did, we didn't let her broadcast twice. twice. She would, well, but we, we stood Oxley down once. I mean, fair play, he probably enjoyed that break we gave him at half past. It allowed him to nip out and have an extra growler. I'm going to press the button and see what happens. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. No. 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 Ah, forget it. I mean, it's only... I say it with a great respect. It's only travel. I mean, the travel and the weather. If we're being honest. Eesh. I mean, really. Eesh. 8.15, it is Friday, the 27th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have altered flight procedures following the crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care... Tell her she's late. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And the UKIP candidate for Luton South has defended the location for their campaign office in Berry Park in the town ahead of tomorrow's opening. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Sunday morning from nine. I play soul music. I've always had a deep love of soul music. Soul music is such happy music anyway. When I say soul music, I'm talking about Motown and Philadelphia. Tony Blackburn. The artists that I'd play really would be people like Luther Vandross, Alexandra Neal, Sister Sledge, you know, a lot of the Motown, Diana Ross and the Supremes. With two hours of great soul music for Sunday morning. There's some good new soul records that come out. I do include them, but they're mainly classics. Most people like hearing music from the 70s and 80s, and uh, particularly the jazz funk here. Tony Blackburn. Music is, has been and always has been a very strong part of my life. Every Sunday morning from nine. Yep. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's so old. Who is? Oh, you can hear me. I was talking. Sorry, I was how rude of me. You could, <laughs> that, that, those words came out of my head. Good morning, JVS. Good morning. Nice to see you. Pebble. That's what I would describe your top as, pebble. What do you mean? It's brown. The colour is pebble. It's brown. It's brown corduroy. Well, it's not. It's not well, brown, is it? It's. it's oh, no, it's brown. I'd say it was fawn. No, I'd fawn. say it was ugly. Right. Oh, well, she's no. cut. She's cut off. <laughs> and her microphone isn't going oh. open for the rest of the show. Kelly, it's brown. 
No. Pebble, I think. It's a lot, nice name. Um, bam Bam. I used to. I had a. I had a bedroom once. I painted in a similar colour to that. It was. It was Dulux stone. Oh, is it still there? Because I could go and uh, hide in it. You could go and hide. Oh, you see, it's a head floating, a yeah. floating head. Ooh. Yes, that's rather nice. Thank you. That's so kind of you. What's it, you said the show today? I'm going to enjoy. What's You're going to like it. Well, because you like the consumer stuff. I do. I love it. I, I love know. it. I know you do. And this morning from nine, <laughs> it's me. a Connell's special. Oh man, this estate agent. I love it. Uh, yeah, from nine this morning, what would you like to say to the boss of Connell's? Is he coming on? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, JVS Show listeners will know that for the last three weeks I've been investigating the way the Leighton Buzzard-based estate agency Connell's Group sells houses. Yeah. This all began when Matthew from Luton came to my consumer hour, claiming that Connell's prioritised buyers who agreed to arrange their mortgage in-house. Connell's told me this isn't their policy. But when I broadcast their very robust response, phone lines absolutely lit up with yeah. other listeners who said they'd been unable to view or bid on houses with Connells and their other companies as they'd refused to see the in-house mortgage advisor. Well, since that broadcast, I've now spoken to a man who worked for the, for the firm for eight years. So what does he say about the way they do business? You'll hear my interview with him from nine this morning. Uh, you'll also this is hear. Be, I'm in the car as well from nine, yeah, so I'm really to hear all of this. You're, Brilliant. You'll, you'll like this. You'll also hear a uh, another interview that I have I have done mm. with three people that were all involved in the same sale and purchase, who all had interesting experiences with Connells. They will all talk to one another for the first time about what happened. About the the same property. Yes. Oh, yeah. I will talk to the buyer. I'll talk to uh, the buyer who bought the house. I'll talk to the seller, and I'll talk to the woman who missed out on the house because she refused to use Connell's in-house mortgage services. Wow. All of that from nine this morning. And your response, please. Uh, the and they still refuse to come on. He Surely they would they, come they've on. Got, someone has to. They, they know that you're doing the, this. The boss of Connell's has written me an email at nine o'clock last night yeah. to say, if you broadcast this interview uh, tomorrow morning, then you're broadcasting factually incorrect stuff. Oh. Well, you be the judge this morning from nine. And what message have you got for the boss? You've got a cheeky little glint in your eye. You're a naughty boy. From nine this morning... A Connell special. There's a boss that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own
Let's play um let's play uh, Giza past the parcel. Right, you start. Okay, okay. Do you want to count me down? No, just go into it. Okay, Giza. 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 No, I think I did it wrong. Right, you go. Ready? Giza. 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 At the same time, it's hard, isn't it? It's tough game to play. It's a tough game to play. Yeah. Giza past the past the Giza. Yeah. Justin, yes, we've yes. sent you out yes. to talk about why so many young women in this country are distraught. Yes. Many, many thousands, nay millions of young people across the world yes. are sinking into depression. Yes, true. The reason being the Mr Malik departure. Yeah, Zane, 1D, One Direction. I still don't think I've ever heard a 1D song. Really? I don't think I have. What was that song that went... Uh, I don't know, I've never heard it. You can touch me in the morning and I'll make you feel alright. <laughs> Is that them? I don't know. It's a good song, they can have it if they want. Great but I want a million dollars. <laughs> so a you sent me out this dollars. morning onto the streets yes. about this one. And you said to me, look... Dog, what I don't want... I didn't say that. OK. Justin? Yep. OK. Justin, what I don't want, I don't want teenage girls. You wanted to get a different yeah. perspective, a different take yeah. on this, yeah. because girls, the last couple of days, they've been crying into their sleep. So what we've got... Crying we've gone, into their sleep. That's we, not even a phrase, but you make it sound so poetic. OK. So what we've done, we've gone for a, a different generation, and we've gone for I've been a... crying into my sleep, <laughs> Mum! You just don't understand! <laughs> Hey, listen, you cried when Davy Jones died. I didn't cry into my sleep. OK. Because I don't know but what you, that means. But you still cried. Yes, yeah, yeah, I did. Yes, yeah, so don't take it. Yes, I did. So you said no teenage girls. You wanted uh, older people. Yes, um, you know you wanted, exactly what I wanted. wanted. There was a lot that was unspoken between us in that conversation, Justin, you, and you know. You wanted a different perspective from people across the world as well. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yes. So I've been on the streets this morning yes. getting reactions to the sad news that Zane has left uh, 1D. That, of course, happened on Wednesday. Here's what happened. I think a lot of people this week have gone insane in the membrane. How are you feeling after what's happened? What do you mean, what's happened? We're zaneless. What's my zangless? Madam, you're still crying on the way to work. Um, Zane's gone. What's your reaction? Who's Zane? I'm not bothered. You still look visibly shaken after Wednesday. How have things picked up? Zane, One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing about it. myself to sleep every night. I'm back on the streets, madam. This is where I belong to be. How are you feeling after the announcement on Wednesday about Zane? Oh, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's sad, isn't it? Because I think the group was so good together. Yeah, so unfortunately, he has to move on. How are you going to be lifting your spirits this weekend off, to the, uh, off the back of the sad news on Wednesday? Just to listen to music. You're just going to be listening to all the old songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Songs. I'm, I'm reliving that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got nice music. I enjoy their music, yeah. I mean, it'll never be the same again, obviously, but no. we've, we've all got our memories, and when you put that CD on, that memory's there straight away, isn't it? Yeah, you can hear his voice as well, yeah. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Zen forever. <laughs> Do you think your life will ever be the same again? No. No. It will differ. It's different, yeah? Yeah, it depends on the situation, and... Yeah, we can predict our future, right? So. I know there's a big hole in your life right now. Things will get better, all right? Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. One Direction forever, yeah? Yeah. If I like heavy metal, why would I want to listen to, to One Direction? Because we're doing it for Zane. No, thank you. <laughs> morning, Sue. Uh, hi, good morning. Sue, you're here today on the streets, you're wearing a nightie. <laughs> and uh, you're wearing a coat. Can you confirm that's true? I am wearing my nightie and a coat. On the streets. It, it appears to me, and I could be wrong here, it appears to me this is the first time you've managed to get yourself out of bed. You've got the strength to get out of bed yeah. since Wednesday yeah. when we heard the sad it's news Wednesday. about Zane. Yeah, yeah, it's shocking. Really, frankly, I'm quite shocked. But, you know, I think he's a young man. He's done his time in the band. It's time to fly the coop and be his own man now, really. Yeah. So that time you've had in bed yeah. over the past... Yeah, I was dreaming about him, actually. I was dreaming about him, yeah. Yeah, he's a very nice man, actually. He was nice in my dreams, anyway. <laughs> I'm leaving it there, thanks. Crazy lady. <laughs> See ya. Powerful stuff, Justin. Uh, yeah, it is. And I thought this morning, I didn't quite know how far we would get with this one. I thought it was just going to be teenage girls, but you've heard there from people and people from, you know, different places across the world. Um, their lives at the moment, sadly, just aren't the same. But guys, I've got a message for you. Nothing ever lasts forever, and you can move on from this. Uh, two things I've learnt from today. Yes. What's Mizangulas? Well, so that woman doesn't know what Mizangulas is. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, you all know where you belong. On the street. This is where I belong to be. Yeah, it's where you belong to be, Just. All right. This is where I belong to be. Yeah. OK. It's where you belong to be. All this right. is where I belong to be. You belong to be there. All right. And girls have been crying into their sleep. Yes. And? This is where I belong to be. OK. This is where I belong to be. It's where you belong to be, Just. Oh, you're back, aren't you? This is where I belong to be. It's where you belong to be, Justin. And that is great. This is done? where I belong to be. Yeah! I know! Are we done? One more. This is where I belong to be. We're done now. OK. Thank you, mate. Yeah, cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a lane closed on the M25 clockwise because the crane's broken down between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 18 for Chorley Woods. That is causing delays. Elsewhere, though, not looking too bad on the M1 looking at the cameras. The, in Beaconsfield on the A355 Park Lane, that's looking quite slow at Candlemas Lane. And in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's very busy now in both directions. Into High Wycombe on Amish Hill that is starting to build up too according to the CCTV control room and in Dunstable the A5 southbound is looking slower from Church Street towards West Street. On the trains Thames link have possible delays between Bedford and Orpington because of a signalling problem at Shortlands and the 8.50 service from Milton Keynes Central to Birmingham New Street is delayed. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Sammy. Stephen Hollins is not happy on Twitter. Ian, your interview technique is truly deplorable. You sir are blatantly mocking the UKIP candidate Candidate and twisting his words to belittle his points. There was no mocking going on at all. I was simply questioning him in the way that I would question any candidate. And uh, it wasn't belittling his points, nor twisting his words. I was just asking questions, Stephen. Not quite sure what your problem is. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. German police have searched the homes of the co-pilot who crashed his airliner in the French Alps. Airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have altered flight procedures so that two crew members are in the cockpit at all times. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And the UKIP candidate for Luton South has defended the location for their campaign office in Berry Park in the town ahead of tomorrow's opening. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. World champion Lewis Hamilton has recovered from an early setback to set the fastest time in second practice for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver had suffered an engine failure in first practice. More from James Allen. Lewis Hamilton spent more of the day in the pits than on the track, but technical problems didn't prevent the world champion from setting the fastest time of the day in the Mercedes. But the gap to Ferrari's Kimi Raikkonen was only four-tenths of a second, showing improvement for the Italian team. Jensen Button was down in 17th, just behind his McLaren teammate Fernando Alonso, who's making his return to competition after suffering a concussion in his testing accident. Tottenham striker Harry Kane is expected to make his England debut in tonight's European Championship qualifier against Lithuania at Wembley. Kane has scored 29 times for Spurs this season. Tomorrow, no matches for Watford or MK Dons because of the international games. The Dons have signed forward Rob Hall on loan from Bolton. He was on loan at Stadium MK in 2012. The League Two promotion race continues tomorrow with third-placed Wickham at Dagenham. Here's manager Gareth Ainsworth. We have a great momentum at the moment, so we don't want to disturb that too much either. We uh, we, we, we just want to go in there with the same attitude we have had for the last uh, five or six games, and, uh, and I'm sure we can, uh, we can come back with a win. Ahead of the trip to Northampton, Luton have signed Aston Villa left-back Lewis Kinsella on loan as their injury list lengthens. Elliot Lee and Fraser Franks will miss tomorrow's match, but Jonathan Smith could return. John Stills' side are aiming to halt a five-match losing run. The responsibility of the team isn't an individual player, the responsibility of the team is a manager. I'll take the responsibility for that. No problems whatsoever. Like I took the pats on the back when it was all great. Stevenage go to leaders Burton on Monday. Arsenal midfielder Jack Jeb has rejoined the Borough on loan for the rest of the season. And in Speedway, the Ryehouse Rockets Cup fixture at Ipswich last night was postponed due to the wet weather. They go to Peterborough tonight and host Somerset at Hoddesdon tomorrow evening. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Girls, the last couple of days, they've been crying into their sleep. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Margaret um, isn't happy with the show. Bring back the regular show, she says rudely oh, to she, my uh, my she, team. She was somewhat rude. She threw some insults around. I told her. Um, Margaret, she, come on the air. You silly she didn't sausage. want to give me her phone number. Come I did say air. that her comment was a bit rude. Come on, yeah. Huh? What's the regular show? Oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, she, she said right. can we have the normal program back. It's this not. It's not program. Justin because this is where I belong to be. So we can't be he. But, oh, don't um, forget um, my phone in for another day. Yeah, We'll do that one day. Um, but another Margaret day. rings up twice a week, so obviously she's been disgruntled for some time, but she's listening just in case. Just in daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we been talking about, Catherine? Let's remind the, the, the punters. Gay cakes. Gakes. Hattie Gakes. 
And Zane, Malik. Has anyone got any sympathy for, for, for Zane? That's pretty much what we've been discussing all day. Zane, Malik and Gay Case. <laughs> They're the big stories. They're the big stories of the day. Yeah. Uh, do we have 08459 555 if uh, you want to call up about that or anything else that you think we may have missed? Uh, let's have some texts. Paul says, so someone has the choice to be gay. Meh. I'm just leaving a pregnant pause there for people to fill in their own. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Opinion. Uh, but gay, gay people can have pregnant pauses now. <laughs> but can't choose what cake he makes. This is just another lash out trying to pull the discrimination cord. I've never pulled that cord. I mean, There's a discrimination cord? I've never seen it. I've seen the car. I've seen the discrimination car. I've seen the race card. <laughs> Uh, I've played race cards. It's a great game. Um, I've never pulled a discrimination cord. I think the baker was right to say no to the, the, the gay man. Mm. Saying, no, I, I don't want to make this cake. I think if you're a self-employed person, you have the right to, to turn down. But the, 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 the gay couple in the, um, the bed and breakfast is slightly different in as much as... They'd kind of, they if I've got that story right, they'd turned up and they were there and they and it's a slightly different well, scenario. Wait a minute, no, because they accepted the order and then cancelled yeah. like forty hours afterwards with the cake. So that's the same principle, then, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. It's not. They still have, they hadn't turned up expecting the cake. If they turned up, so where's my cake? Oh no, we didn't make it because you're gays. We don't make cakes for gay. We don't do gay cakes. They do make cakes for gays. They don't do gay slogans. If they, if that happened, then that would be inappropriate. Mm. Uh, they, they turn up to the B and B, um, and the the Christian couple said, "Oh no, you can't stay." I wonder if they do those cakes that look like boobs. Cream horn. No, the boob cakes. You know, you can get them that look like a woman's body no. or a man's body. Yeah, oh. for sort of hens and things. Oh no, I hope not. I, I wonder if they do. I don't even know what you're talking about. Ben is in Wickham. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Benjamin. What have you got? I just think... Is it Benjamin or Beneth? Which one are you? Ben. Ben, Ben. ben. What's it short for? Benjamin or Beneth? Ben, Ben, he told you. Ben, Ben. Ben, Ben. OK, Ben, Ben, thank you. Ben, Ben. Thank you, Ben, Ben. I I think his refusal is really just the icing on the cake. Uh, (sighs) Kelly. It's not the cake itself. They want to have their gay cake and and kiss it. Yeah. Yeah. I said to myself, just at the last minute there... Like the Eskimo who went out in his um, in his boat one day with a little oil heater in the front. Yes. And the boat caught fire and it sank. Oh, no. Which just goes to show you can't have your kayak and heat it. Yay! <clears throat> Hang on a second. This is a fun yeah. game. This is a fun, fun... You're a fun guy. Like the mushroom. Oh, there you are, you see. You, uh... I told you so. Uh, uh, don't you're getting me you're getting me very hot and cross buns <laughs> yeah oh, use ben, uh, use your loaf your sausage oh, roll well you cream know horn <laughs> i beg your pardon cream yeah. horn sir you know what's happening next weekend don't you um, let that? me let me have a think is it um uh, what's happening next weekend is it all oh, bloomers good uh, uh, yeah. no, friday what's, what's happening uh, what's happening next weekend Good Friday. Oh, good Friday. Good. Friday. Oh, God. Ben, Ben. <laughs> you well? Do you know what? Listen, now you bring me on to a very serious point. Do you know what's happening next Friday? That's good. Happening where? Baker's dozen. Baker's oh, dozen. Baker's dozen. You get a bonus. Baker, yeah, get a bonus. Baker's yeah. dozen care for you, Ben. 
I asked for a dozen hot cross buns and he refused to give them to me. Yeah, Baker's doesn't, uh, Baker's doesn't do them. Said, no, he said you can only have 13. I said, I don't want 13. What do you think? I am greedy. Don't get it. Baker's doesn't do them. She doesn't get it. They're, uh, they're unbelievable. used to supply buns in, in, in 13s and nothing doesn't. You're, you're it doesn't. It doesn't. Do you know what... what um, no, I just don't get why this is funny. Do you know, what bakers, do you know what bakers don't do in France, Ben? Sticks. Well, do, sticks. French been, sticks. Well, Le pan au chocolat. Le pan au chocolat. Depends on whether they, they need the, the money, the dough, doesn't it, really? Hey, that's why the baker's um, hand smelt, wasn't it? Because he needed a poo. Absolutely. This has been the most fun I've ever had, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Uh, good day. That was crepe. I want to rip my ears off. <laughs> that was crepe. It was. That's the most fun. It's made I've me ever... quite croissant. <laughs> I don't, that's the most fun I've ever had on the radio. Do you like that, Margaret? Do you like that, Margaret? We've had another text from a disgruntled listener. Oh, yeah? Who listens all the time. Give me that number, I'll phone him up. Hey, guys. I'll I phone think... him up and say, hey, guys, what's your problem, man? Hey guys. Hey guys, what's your problem, man? You wanna chill out, man? You don't like it? Well, then you can kiss my chuddies. If you like that cake so much, why don't you marry it? Is what I would have said to that gentleman in my bakery. Oh, so it's right to marry a cake, but not another man. <laughs> yeah, I support cake marriage. I don't support gay marriage, is what they, they might have said in the bakery. That's my pen. Can you not smoke it? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Right. G- hey, guys, yeah. I've been disgruntled with your programme for months, but keep on tuning in in case I miss a good bit, says Dave. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, get a diary. Dave, <laughs> Dave, I'm really sorry. Podcast. Uh, if you've not heard it already, you ain't going to hear it. Girls, the last couple of days, they've been crying into their sleep. That was the good bit. <laughs> that was the good bit. I like that guy, that crazy guy, Benneth. Ben, I don't. Ben, Ben. Ben, Ben. I don't. He's my favourite. Yeah. You don't get many Benneths these days. Or Ben, Ben. I would call, if I had um, uh, a son called Tom, I would say it was short for Tomothy. <laughs> If I, a boy called um, Tim, I'd say it was short for Timus. Um. Written down the wrong... Oh, here we go. Weird weapons and disguises in the world's stupidest stick-ups. An invisible gunman. This is great. So these are idiot robbers, OK? He was invisible. Well... You could see the gun. One hapless crook thought he could get away with the perfect robbery after paying a wizard 290 quid to make him invisible. So he thought he was invisible. (laughs) He thought he was a wizard. It all went wrong when he walked into the bank in Tehran and started snatching cash out of hands of customers. (laughs) They quickly overpowered him. He was arrested. He told a court in 2013, I understand now what a big trick was played on me. He thought he was invisible. Imagine that, but if you pay a wizard and they say, I oh, know you're invisible, where are you? He's got the hat and every, the hat, the beard, the whole thing. Where are you? I can't see you. You must be. No, you're invisible. You're invisible, Glenn. Amir. Amir Khan, the boxer. No, no, it's Glenn. Hello, Glenneth. What have you got for us? Right, listen, whilst I love your show, right, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I would like it next time you go on holiday to have JVS in the chair. Sorry? Just to see how he copes with the banter. JVS doesn't do banter. Well, it would be nice to just see if he can... Nice for who? Thanks very much, Glenn. 
All right, so JVS does my show. Who does yeah. his show? You. Oh, no. no. I'll be on holiday, on. mate. Oh, yeah, I know you would, yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you, Kath, or... or, or no, 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 but what you're Kath. doing is you're landing us with G JVS, who is fantastic, but you're not allowed to look him in the eye contractually. He's hard so, work. No. He's, he's hard work. <laughs> but, Glenn, listen, you, you, you've made it sound so easy being the boss of a radio station. OK, I'm off sick. JVS fills for me. Who fill for JVS? Who? Well, he, he's got um, that other guy. What's his name? Timus. I don't know which one you mean. Yeah, I mean, you... Who the, fills for Timmers? So who's going to fill I mean, for Timmers? You see, Glenn, it's not just as simple as shunting everyone up one. Well... See, Glenn, thank you. Thank through. you, Glenn. He's not thought that through. Crooks Matthew McNelly and Joey Miller were easy to spot when cops caught up with them in Iowa in 2009. As a disguise while robbing a flat, they'd drawn masks on their faces. <laughs> With permanent marker. <laughs> oh, you blew it. This noise went through their heads. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> no, not that noise. You're under arrest. How do you recognise us? It's the permanent marker. <laughs> but I'm invisible. No, you're not. <laughs> Another bungling robber tried holding up a bank in Poland. I only want to help you, Poland. With a teaspoon. It must be quite strong. With a teaspoon. Oh. The crook held the spoon to the neck of a cashier in 2009, <laughs> pretending it was a knife. Horrific experience, the mirror maker joke. He caused quite a stir. Spud Unic. Speaking of spuds. I'm right. right, now this is a story I don't understand. Oh, is this the one about the crisps? No, it's... Well, it kind of is, but then there's more to it. Okay. Oh. We go to page 19 of the... Uh... Aren't crisps one of our five a day? Around one in 20 parents mistakenly believe a packet of crisps counts towards their children's five a day portions of fruit and vegetables, OK? Well, you are... They've also paid a wizard to make themselves invisible. You are complete plums, OK? Obviously, that's not the case, right? But then the story goes on, and it turns out... I am... Researchers found that 33%... Can't read a sentence? <laughs> Researchers found... That was very good. Researchers found that 33% couldn't cor correctly identify five portions of fruit of veg. Right. With one in four counting jacket potatoes. Yeah. Well, that is part of your five a day. But this is saying, yo, you thought it was as well. You've just done a quick recalculation. No. You've recalibrated. <laughs> well, I, was, I saw you recalibrated. You just booted yourself up again. Spots are in a different category. No. <laughs> you know You've just rebooted. No. You've totally rebooted yourself. <laughs> is it Spuds fibre? Spuds? If, if you eat the skin. I thought that Spuds was one of your five a day. It says here it's not... With one in four counting jacket potatoes... Well, I would have counted jacket potatoes for five a day. But you wouldn't count chips. Mm, one in five... that noise? One in seven suggesting mashed potato. You're telling me mashed potato isn't one of your five a day? And one in nine counting vitamin pills is one of their children's five... Well, that's obviously stupid. But surely potato is one of your five a day. It's a vegetable. Oh, right. So it's your your five fruit and vegetables a day, not potatoes. Jeez, these food fascists. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield. But also but between Junction 17 for Mobile Cross and 18 for Chollywood, the broken down crane has been removed. So that part is moving OK again. In High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's busy in both directions. And also having a look at the speed sensors in Dunstable and the A5 High Street North building up between Regent Street by the Ashton Middle School and Church Street. On the trains, Thameslink reporting possible delays between Bedford and Orpington. That's because of a signalling problem. This is where I belong to be. Three Counties Radio. What's some Zanglers? I will answer that question later on. Catherine pretending that she knew that potatoes weren't part of your five a day. No, I just... Pretending. You're thinking... I just clump... Which is uh, very unusual for you, which makes me suspect that something's afoot. Or a hand. Depends what it is. Or a finger. That's a finger. Yeah, Okay. thank you. 8.46, Friday the 27th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Airlines, including Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch, have altered flight procedures following the crash in the French Alps. The managing director of a company which ran a Bedfordshire care home where an elderly woman died after falling out of a body sling will be sentenced today. And the UKIP candidate for Luton South has defended the location for their campaign office in Berry Park in the town ahead of tomorrow's opening. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. There'll be some good spells of sunshine developing today. Variable amounts of cloud. Temperatures rising up to around 10 or 11 degrees, I think, by the time we get to the afternoon. The winds are light, so it'll feel quite pleasant in the sunshine. So, all in all, a fairly gentle, benign day of weather today. But it's going to get quite blustery over the weekend. Now, overnight tonight, we've got a warm front coming in from the west. We'll start to get some mild, some murky air pushing through. The cloud will thicken, lots of low cloud, possibly some out breaks of drizzle into tomorrow morning otherwise dry just very cloudy and a bit murky we'll start to see some spells of rain through tomorrow afternoon the first part won't last for very long and then things will brighten up behind it but all the while we've got a strengthening westerly wind and that's really going to be a feature of tomorrow's weather just a that strength of that wind um top temperatures up to 14 degrees so mild tomorrow but by the time we get to sunday the wind is around to a northwesterly and that's going to feel really quite chilly in any exposure there'll be some showers around at times as well so quite wet very windy on sunday and then we'll continue in this uh, in this um line of thought into it next week as well bright and breezy but with some showers around at times the showers fairly hit and miss though so um you could be lucky and avoid them altogether that's the forecast thank you elizabeth rizzini have a marvelous marvelous weekend my darling Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years, till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine and I have just had an argument about um, Beneth, Ben-Ben, the caller. No, let's not have this out on air, because no. it's not fair on Ben. No, I <laughs> think... I, I was... think that I thoroughly enjoyed Ben-Ben's contribution to the show. Oh, no, I hate puns. 
I would like to make it a regular feature in the show that Ben Ben comes on, and we just we were like, it was like Oscar Wilde and um, uh, Nanette Newman. No, Oscar Wilde and another very it's like 1952 is it, what it was like. Thank you, Peter Ustinov and Oscar Wilde just just tossing um, each other at the tossing yeah. riposte each other at the table. Oh, no. Just sat there tossing away, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Very rarely I get to do that. Very rarely I get to speak to an equal on this show, and Ben Ben was an equal. Clever, sharp, fast. Yes, to those uh, the casual. Equal cas to who? Huh? Equal to who? To moi. Mm. Casual, casual ears may have just thought we were just saying words that didn't actually make sense and weren't really jokes. Well, bye bye, bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. The ladies can go into the into the ladies' room. We're staying here and we're smoking cigars and drinking port. And I don't care um, whether I catch... Um, what's the disease you get from port and cheese? Gout, but that's yeah. a myth. Huh? Well, not everyone gets it from that. Oh, from rich food. Get gout of here. <laughs> <laughs> There's gout wrong with what we did, all right? Made me want to scratch my ears off. I know. I'm just saying, if Ben Ben comes on, whatever we're doing... If he rings up, whatever we're doing, we drop it, we put Ben Ben straight on. That is Radio Gold. Sometimes he's too rude for radio. Yeah. Oh! No, he's made the rule now, so we have to get Ben Ben on. Put fact, Ben Ben on. Let Ben produce this, because I, I want to hear it. OK, fine. Let, let's, when are you off next? I believe you've got a week up in, eight, uh, a week up in April. Yeah. Week, <laughs> off in, week up in April. What's wrong with your week? I believe you've got a week off in April. Mm. Let's get Ben Ben in as producer. That was brilliant radio. Absolutely brilliant. Because that's all producing is. What? Making brilliant radio? Yeah. yeah. Can you stop licking my pen? I'm not licking it, I'm sucking it as though it were a cigarette. Do you want to come on over to quick chat? <sighs> Are you free to come on over? That's my pen. And your... My lungs. <laughs> Pat's on the line. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. So it turns out... My first, my first phone call to you. Is it your first phone call ever? Not to three counties, but to you. Okay, yeah. well, may, may, uh, may God bless you. Turns out potatoes aren't part of our five a day. I'm shocked. Are you? No, not at all. Oh, pourquoi? Because potatoes are part of your carbohydrates on your food plate. Damn these food Stop rules. Stop sucking that pen. Doing what? <laughs> Damn these food rules, Pat. It's a vegetable. Um, sort of, yes, but it doesn't count as your... Fruit and veg. But okay, so oh right, so now they're you go eat five, so but you go eat six a day. Well, they did say at one point seven. They did, didn't they? Well, I, well, I believe yeah. there was at one point as well. It went up to twelve. Oh my word! Yeah, I know. I that's, wouldn't be able to do that. I couldn't fit it all in. No. I don't think there are twelve <laughs> vegetables. We'll try and name twelve vegetables before the end of the show if we can. Um, so potatoes don't count. I genuinely and it, this story is written as though ho ho ho, aren't people stupid that thought potatoes are part of their five a day? Uh, well, I, in that case, I'm stupid then, Pat, because I thought they were. No, no, not at all. I only know because I had to um, teach about food plates at school. Oh, okay. So that's how I know. Uh, do you, but, you, how, um, how old are the people that you teach in school, Pat? Um, that was year three, oh, okay. but then I went down to um, reception, which is four and five. Oh. They don't need to know things. They don't like need that. to know anything that lot, apart from how to sit still and do as they're told. Oh, but... no, no, no. Really? <clears throat> 
they, they can do that. Hey, yesterday I had the day off, because I had the day off sick. I didn't realise, I wasn't skiving, I didn't realise that um, it was swimming It was swimming day yesterday for my, my kid at school, and the parents were invited to go and watch the kid swimming. <gasps> my little five-year-old can swim, Pat. Oh, he can Absolutely swim! Brilliant. and I, I've not seen him swim for a while, and last time I saw him, he was very nervous about getting in the water, didn't like his face underwater. He was jumping in, he was sw- it was magic! It was magic! Oh, how wonderful. Pa- Absolutely brilliant. Nice to talk to you, thank you very much. Kev's on the line. Good morning, Kev. Hey, morning, Ian. What uh, you got for us, Kev? Hey, I was just wondering, how come um, potatoes are um, a part of your five-a-day in France? Sorry? They are, aren't they? They're pommes de terre, apples of the earth. Well, does that... Hang on a minute. I don't think they have five a day in in France. They have uh, cinq a day. Yeah, well, there you go. It's one of them in France, isn't it? you got your pommes frites as well, your your apple chips. So that does count as one of your five a day. What about pommes? What about pommes? Do what? Do pommes count? Well, mustard. It's an apple of some sort. Mustard? Mustard. Keenas, Mayo. Simon? Which one? Right, OK, this is what we're going to do, because Catherine's enjoying this, and we can all play this. I'm going to say um, the food, and you have to name a celebrity that's named after that food. Carrots. No, well, hang on, that's not the rule. You've, you've got... All right, um, OK. Jasper, Jasper Carrots. Jasper Carrots. That's going to be my first one. OK, all right. Carrots. Jasper. Jasper. Okay, Kelly came in first. It's one nil to Kelly. Catherine, you, you're, 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 you're back in. You're, you're back in. No, no, I'm not. I'm going on. Mayo. <coughs> Simon. Simon. One, it's one to uh, Kev, one to Kelly. Catherine, you're back in. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Shallot. Church. Yeah! <laughs> it's two on Catherine. You're back in the game. This is a good one. Biz. Biz. Brosnan. Sorry, Kev. Brosnan. I'll give you that. I was thinking of Morgan. Peas, Morgan. I'll give you peas, Brosnan. <laughs> it's too old. Catherine, you're back in. Richard. Oh. You were just about to say bacon, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Well, that's not a, that's not a fruit or veg, mate. That's a meat. Well, I pwned you. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't pwn me with a meat. We're not playing meaty celebrities, mate. Oh, no, sorry, that was Justin yesterday. He doesn't like bacon, does he? OK, well, if you want to play meaty celebrities, let's go. Kevin. Bacon. Yeah! Who's pwned now? Catherine, you're back in the game. Am I out? You, no, you're but you're back. You're, you're in. You're in the game as well. I'm bacon. Back on. You're, ba- you're bacon. <laughs> you're bacon on the game. OK. Um, hang on a minute. Okay. Um, hang on a minute. Plum. Jeremy. Sorry? Jeremy. Kev, you're breaking up. Jeremy Plum, are you saying? Yeah, Jeremy Plum. He's a plum, isn't he? I'll give him that. Why not? Yeah, why not? Catherine, you're back in the game. This is this is, could be the decider. Uh, or This is one that's worth ten points. So, Catherine, you could, you could snatch it from them. Okay, let me think of one. Let me think of one. Um, um, hang on a minute. I think we've used them all up. Um, pear. Pear. Danny. You're thinking of. No, I, I got one. I got one. Bear. That's not a fruit. Pom bear. 
They're a type Paddington. of crew. Paddington. Paddington Pub Bear. Well done, Kev. You've won. Catherine, you're humiliated. Kelly, excellent effort. Thank you, man. Really bold thanks. effort. Kev, thanks a lot. I enjoyed that. Same time next Pleasure. week. Yeah, thank, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. What great fun we're having today, aren't we? Okie dokie there. Palmy Barmy. George Oliveira, 40, held up a Florida convenience store by jabbing a palm tree frond towards the assistant and demanding cash. What's a palm tree frond? A leaf. Leaf it out. I'm the... You like that? I do like that, actually. But I'm going to show you the palm tree. Spudgenick. A would-be bandit was arrested in Rhode Island after trying to rob not one, but two shops armed with potato. Gary Deming, 34, was caught last April after pretending the veg was a gun at a dry cleaners and a convenience store where the manager chased him off with a more effective weapon. A masher. <laughs> no, a baseball bat. Oh. Uh, well, it's the same thing. And finally, a bandit in Tucson, Arizona, decided to take man's best friend along to a stick-up. Cops released CCTV footage after <laughs> he calmly robbed a bank while carrying his pet chihuahua. He made off it with his loot and his pet in the basket. Police never found him. Never found him. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Why is there a delay? Because a lane's closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield. A tank has broken down. And earlier on, a crane had broken down clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 18 for Chorleywood. That has now been removed and it's looking a lot better there now. In Watford, on Exchange Road, it's looking busy on the speed sensors at Beach and Grove. And the CCTV control rooms are saying that in High Wycombe, it's looking quite busy on Marlow Hill into, into High Wycombe. In Hitchin on Stevenage Road, that's looking quite slow between White Hill Road and Haynes Park and on the trains Thameslink are reporting possible delays between Bedford and Orpington and that's because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Samantha We got away with it again Thank you Kelly Thank you Justin as always, thank you Catherine for producing the show, that's it that's your lot Podcast will be up in a few hours until Monday at 6 o'clock from us, ta-ta. Oh, and don't forget, Justin is on tomorrow at midday. Bye! Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's 9 o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... What would you like to say to the boss of Connell's? JVS Show listeners will know that for the last three weeks, I've been investigating...